Welcome one, welcome all. Welcome back to the show, guys. It's me, Juan, aka Trippy Shaman, aka Truth in Media. Uh, I got here my buddy Drew. What's up, Drew? How are we doing today? Doing good. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, Drew's been missing for a couple episodes now. I don't know how many. But uh, sad news, sadly, my guest, uh, he folded and um, he thought that I was trolling him because I was going to send him an invite like 30 minutes before, a Zoom invite. And um, he's a musician and all, he, and we we're going to talk about Tartaria, and I love that subject. I just got into it about a year and a half ago. It's super interesting, super fascinating. Maybe we can kind of cover it just a little bit, the little bit that I know. But um, today it's going to be just a chill back improv type of episode with me and my homie Drew. This is uh, the guy that I started all of this shit with back in the day, um, me and Eddie and my brother Eddie and Drew and Chris were all meeting up at my brother Eddie's house and we were just talking and chilling and we said let's just fucking do a podcast because I've, I've been listening to them forever and you know I wanted to do one and talk about the things that I want to talk about and just hang out with my friends and kind of have an excuse to like just chill and hang out not that I need one my wife I just tell her I'm going out she's like all right cool but anyways yeah it's gonna be me and Drew how you doing Drew I'm doing pretty good man doing pretty good can't complain how was your day brother uh pretty good Pretty good, just um, taking care of some things, uh, chilling, working, you know. Um, I find myself, I think I started saying this, uh, you know, whenever somebody, whenever somebody would ask you how you're doing, I just started saying, pretty, uh, can't complain, can't complain, mm-hmm. after saying I'm doing fine or I'm doing well. I just, I don't recall how I just started saying that, but... Um, uh, whenever I look back at it, whenever say I say, can't, can't complain, can't complain? Can't, you know, like so, some of us, we say good, right? Yeah, yeah. Bro, I'm doing good. But after that, I follow up, yeah, yeah, bro, doing good, can't complain, can't complain. But I, I've been saying that for quite a while now, like a few months now, and, and just like the past few days, I've like basked in that, like why, why, how did I, why did I start saying that? But I, I think that's really vital to know, bro. Like, you know, you can't really complain. Yeah, you know? I, yeah, that's true, brother. That's something I also changed in my pattern yeah, of talking. Bro, you tore your hair out, man. Huh? You your hair out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, bro. I don't know what a... Chris, Christopher just walked in. Oh, What's up, Chris? We're yeah, recording. Bro, like, like, we, like, you really have no excuse or reason to complain. And uh, I remember I was with my father earlier today. Uh, I, 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 he was talking to a guy. And then he said, yeah, bro, I'm doing good, can't complain. Otherwise, if we complain, who in the hell is going to listen to us, right? They were all laughing about it, you know? And I thought about that, too. And I'm all like, man, that makes sense. Chris, I, I was telling the guys that uh, I just started saying this, like, a few months ago. <clears throat> when somebody would ask me how I'm doing, i say, yeah, bro, I'm doing fine, doing well, right? But afterwards, i say, yeah, bro, doing good, doing good, doing fine, can't complain, can't complain. And I don't know why or how I started saying that. You know, I, I know I, you know, just all of a sudden I started saying that, right? And I was telling the guys like, yeah, bro. And you know, I, once I started to ponder on that, I'm all like, I'm all like, well, yeah, we really can't really complain. Otherwise, we do complain. We shouldn't complain. I mean, complain. you know, who, who the fuck is gonna listen to us anyways, yeah. you know? But you can't really complain, bro. Like, you know, I, um, one of the books that, that, 
that I'm reading right now, I sent to you guys. Man, I, I ended up buying that book, bro. Uh, the Way of the Superior Man. Yeah, cool. David I want to talk about that. I want to talk about that. But hold on. I want to I wanna continue on that. I have, I have it written down here. I want to talk about that book later. But I want to continue off of that topic. I can yeah. totally pertain yeah. off to what you were saying. With and so, no, no, I'm sorry. So, and, and then that book said, bro, that that whenever a man matures, he takes responsibility for everything that he does. All right. Yeah. And I think um, that this is where the I can't complain comes from because, hey, you know, if you want to complain, then do something about it, basically. But you can't really complain because everything ties back to you. Yep. yep. Unconsciously or consciously. True. Uh, I, I kind of, I guess I noticed that two pattern unconsciously, and I would tell people, uh, fantastic, it's a beautiful day, even if it was raining, because like you said, the way I see it is another day alive in itself is a miracle that, that you're breathing, that you get to experience life. Because some people fucking die in their sleep or get shot up or get murdered, and they can complain. I mean, they're not alive anymore, but every day alive, I see it as another opportunity to talk to people, to learn shit, to uh, try new food, anything and everything. And continuing off of that sentiment that you were saying about how um, you can't complain because everything that you do is sort of a cause Everything that's happening in your life, it's a cause okay. of you. Yeah. Everything in your life is a cause of you. The, yeah. the amount of money that you have is because of the choices that you made. Where you live is because of the choices that you've made. It's all because of you. Not and really on the where you live. I mean, look at all the people where they're born. We're kids. I mean, but when you, once you're an adult, you can figure out a way to, like, climb out of wherever yeah. you, you're coming yeah, from. Yeah, but some people don't even make it to adulthood. That's true. I mean, I, I, there's different ways to look at it. What do you think? Let me see. I guess once you get to a conscious level of maturity, well, see, brain, that's the thing too. Then, then you can figure out. Uh, depending on where you live, you may not even ever develop a conscious. Well, that's that's the thing. I always wonder why are some people conscious and like they figure things out and are thinking and consciously trying to improve while other people. Probably not, Don't. probably not an advanced consciousness, but a consciousness where you understand that hey, the sky is blue. Or you know, hey, you know, if I make, if I work over here, I can gain minimum wage and then save up that money. But not a lot of people have the same opportunities that other people have. But with with these books that deal with the mind, right now I'm I'm simultaneously reading uh, Joseph Murphy, The Power of the Subconscious Mind. Why well, I could let you borrow that book after I'm done, but you're reading it right now. Yeah. How far through are you? Like more than halfway but a lot of these books that, that deal with the science of the mind and quantum mechanics and spirituality they always say that every person has access to this force this source this infinite intelligence this cosmic intelligence that is our subconscious mind so we can all utilize the the mind's faculties to our advantage so, so what do you nobody think nobody is left with an excuse so what do you think are these some of these cosmic secrets or cos? What did you just say? Well, not, not secrets, but these are just vague names, right? To like talk about what um, the 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 uh, the faculties of our minds, what what our minds really have, if we know how to harness them, and if we know how to how to speak things into existence, how to feel things into existence. How do you speak things? How do you speak things into existence? Well, I, I believe it's simple. I, I think it's just whatever word you say to really mean it, to be really sincere about it, you know? Uh, like, give me an example. Well, I mean, it's not just um, uh, in the game to say, I have a lot of money. No, you, you want to clarify on that, right? Uh, you want to clarify how much 
money that you want a year, etc., and then you, you visualize that, but really become, really believe in it, and really get into the feeling and having it. Practice, practice visual visualization, right? If you had it in reality, how would it smell? How would it taste? Okay. How would you touch it? How would it feel? How would it look like? And then one, once the mind becomes more clear and, and convinced, that's whenever that germ ends up taking place and ends up taking root, and then you see signs of it manifest it in, into into your re, into your reality. So you're talking about the the that's law this. of attraction. Just put that over there, bro. You're talking about the law of attraction, basically. Yeah. See, I get sure. that, but I have. There's I have, like plenty of names for it, but you know, the the whole law of attraction. A lot of people have talked about it and hyped it up, and to me, I I think you really have to look up to look up the science of it, because like even the, even the Netflix documentary, I think it was kind of a little bit bogus. Yeah, that's what I want to get to. To me, like the law of attraction, all that woo stuff has kind of been used as a tool to like make people passive. Like, yeah, you can spend all the time saying. I have a million dollars, I have a million dollars. But if you take no action toward actually achieving those goals, exactly. then you're not doing anything. Yeah. Like to me, how it really works is you say the words like, I have lots of money, but then you write your goals and what the steps would be that would get you there. Yeah. Well, well, we gotta be specific, like, yeah. right? Like not have lots of money, but what, what type of money do you want? Yeah. Because then the mind will figure, okay, well maybe if I work here, learn this trade, learn this craft, go work. You know, that reminds me, I was reading a website called uh, so right now I'm toying around with this website called National Speakers Association of Houston because you know I've been there's a lot of websites out there that will that can help um, aspiring public speakers to go out there and find gigs right I was reading an article you know and then the, the blogger said it's not enough you're asking the wrong question to say how do I go out and find gigs instead you want to clarify it because clarity he said is the heart of action instead of saying how do i get paid to to, to speak well you got to be more specific like what do you want to talk about who's your audience right but might as well say okay how do i get paid to speak at harvard well you would go into the harvard website scroll all the way down go to the options you know you, you get more specific on things but so yeah you can't be really vague about it you got to be really specific and just have a clear concept of what you really want, you know, and become that. Feel it, believe in it, believe that you'll have it. Don't take your your mental eyes off of that prize that you want. Keep it in the back burner of your mind all day long, 24 seven. And that shouldn't be hard because obviously you only want to do that with something that you love, right? I mean, if I don't like video games, it's gonna be hard for me to keep that in the back burner of my mind. But if I like, uh, if I like, if I love the idea of me wanting other friends who are hyped up about it to go out and find public speaking gigs, I don't have a problem holding that in the back of my mind, just fucking entertaining that, daydreaming it. Because then once I become convinced of it, or once I really believe it, like if I really want to do this, just like Juan said, of course we're going to go out and take action and find gigs. Just see, like what we did with the podcast. But the thing that I want to clarify is that if you're starting off with that, that your intention is money, like yeah, I think you're already starting off yeah. wrong. Right. It shouldn't be like, oh, I want to have all this money. It should be, what do I really want to do on this earth? And then the money comes. This is the, lo this is the law of um, abundance. Mm -hmm. It's you don't want or desire things. You just do what you feel your calling to do is, and the things come toward you. You attract them. 
Yeah, but not by, by who you are. Yeah, not by saying, "Oh, I want this, I want this." No, you you say, "This is who I am, and this is how I will express myself and harness my whatever my in, intuitive powers are, and use yeah. that to help others." And then, see, that's that's the thing I always I always think about. Like, okay, say the people who are in control that are fucking everything up, say they lost their power, and the majority, of the people, the free people, took over. Lost their power, like what do you mean? Like, like we, the government's yeah, like so we had the final worldwide uh, revolution, and I don't know if it's going to be through war, through even just memes, or just people walking away from the old system. But in this new system that I always imagine and think about, I wonder how would it be? Because money wouldn't, it wouldn't be a system of money that that is today. It would be a whole new system. What it would be, I don't know, but I have glimpses of it. And to me, the law of abundance takes part in it, where people just do what they feel needs to be done in society and society rewards them just to like in this system you don't have to pay bills you don't have to pay to eat oh another funny thing with me and drew i mean pete went to go see that movie uh uh what's it called strange no no dr strange so it's all about multiverses and shit right so the girl her name is america she can uh travel through dimensions through different multiverses when she's afraid so um, she's traveling through different dimensions and she takes Doctor Strange to another dimension and she's like, okay, here are the rules of dimension traveling. She goes, rule number one, find food. So they go and get some food, right? And she well, just- let's not spoil the whole movie. No, nah, fucking, the movie sucks. Don't watch <laughs> it, guys. It's really about demons and the Illuminati. I talked about it last oh, okay, episode. Okay. Um, yeah, fuck Disney. But so in, <laughs> in the universe, she says the first rule is to find food. So they go find food and she takes it and then she just walks away. And then Doctor Strange says, you're not going to pay for it? And then the girl says, uh, well, that's the weird thing. In most, universes, you don't, in most universes, you don't have to pay for food. It's so strange that in the universe you're from, you have to. And that's just like a little mind fuck. Like, th that's so weird. Yeah. Why is it that we have to pay to eat? Animals don't pay. They don't go to grocery stores. They just eat off of their environment. But environment, this environment has been changed and morphed to where you can't do that. You have to go to the grocery store or go hunting. But most people don't do that. Well, back then, we used to, to bargain coins for, for this. Or trade. Or cloth for this. You know, that's how it was. And until currency. And then somehow the Federal Reserve ended up becoming the centralized bank for that yeah. currency. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so currently we're in this system where money and this fake fiat money is what controls the world. But what I'm trying to get at is, I wonder what this new system, this new world would be where money... It's like you say, we trade and barter with what we do and how you act in society reflects how other people perceive you. And I don't know if y'all can hear music, but my neighbor's jamming. Uh, he's, he's Solitude Endeavor. He's fucking jamming right now. Drew was on the band. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was in the band <laughs> until I got fired. Why? Why'd you get fired? Um, go ask them. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. No, well, see, like, let's talk about that. I don't mean to put you on the spot, but say when you were doing that, when you were practicing, because oh, I had, because yeah, I had introduced Drew to the band Solitude <laughs> Endeavor, which is my neighbor. He's my buddy. We're real close, and his guitarist, like, all of a sudden wanted to leave, and, and he left, and he just wanted to do something different, and which is kind of sad because he's dope. He's like a badass guitar player. And so they've been looking for a guitar player, and I, and I mentioned Drew. Hey, did you know my buddy Drew? He plays a guitar. And so they started talking, and they hit it off, and Drew was basically in the band, but they were not playing or anything because it was still gay-ass COVID. But um, they were practicing and meeting up on the weekends, like right now, to practice. 
And so what I want to ask you, Drew, is when you were doing that, was your intention fully there? Were you really like, I want to do this? Or was it just kind of like, oh, it's just something you know, else? I, I think, again, it goes um, into knowing who you are and knowing what you want. And honestly, being, being, uh, being honest with yourself about it, not trying to cover up or hide anything. Because once you know who you are, then a lot of details or, or things get out of the way. And your mind is only focused on who and what you are. So you become in, in alignment with those things. But I don't think I was fully there. You know, for practice, I would practice on, on the last day, a few minutes before practice. But I just don't think that where I was at a skill set was anywhere to where they, where I played different music growing up. I was finger-picking, playing acoustic guitar. I like the idea, see, now that's more clarity. I like the idea of being in a band, but to actually be in a band, you know, part of me did feel, well, not part of me, but I did feel a burden lifted off, if, you know, not going to practice every Friday. But, I mean, yeah. you that's not something that you would want, because I know you practiced the guitar on your own, and you were posting well, videos well, and stuff. Not, not anymore. Like, it was more know. of a freestyle kind of thing, wasn't yeah. it? Just improvised, but no, bro, I, I don't think that my guitar is on. No, I really don't. You know, I mean, that's strange. See, and, and that was a life lesson that I'm like, man, I want to, I want to learn about this. But you know, bro, and, and that's sort of like even with the podcast, bro. Around that time was whenever I stopped going to to our podcast because you know we would uh, um, uh, we would have guests and stuff, and the topics at hand, you know, I wasn't feeling. But you know, you're the founder of the podcast, you know, but. Some of the guests and topics were just like, oh, I'm not, I'm not really sure if I'm feeling it. So me feeling that way with the band, like, huh, I kind of do feel burden lifted off. And, and with the podcast, it's sort of like, man, Andrew, so it's fucking, might as well fucking clean, clean your, your whole life up and focus on what really matters. Right, right. But there's been times whenever I, I go to the YMCA because it's right by my house it's to fucking go work out because everybody's doing it. You know, the whole trend, go work out after work. But I really don't even want to fucking go work out. I Why? Just, I just want to be in my living room working out. But oh, I don't okay. have the time okay. to like want to go out and work out. So it felt like a chore to me. And now that I finally took that pressure off, I felt like, man, like Andrew, free. You know, I can do a workout in my living room, but I'm not really, it's not really my style to go work out. Mm. And even with the podcast, too, sometimes I would find myself writing down notes right before the podcast and stuff, you know? Um, so it was kind of like you got to be true to yourself and be honest. Like, what do you really want? And not lie to yourself because that's that's the biggest mistake because you're wasting time. But you could also use that time, you know, as a signpost in your past and you know still enjoy it. But if you're not being honest with yourself, man, then you're not starting life yet. You know, you're going backwards and not forwards. You know. So what do you think? What do you think is something that you would really go after? Because I know, I know you, Drew, and I know that you'd like to really look for the truth. Like, you go on your own, stay yeah, up late as fuck, researching. This, really, guys, uh, like I said, I, I do a lot of writing. I go out, um, you know. Um, yeah, I've witnessed uh, Drew make a girl cry in a parking lot. Really? Uh, Why? Oh, well, he was just, you know, giving, giving him her He was sticking to her so hard that... You know? And I don't know. I don't know what he said, but 
Obviously, it made her cry. You made a girl cry, was. Drew, by talking to her? To be honest, Chris, I, I, don't, I don't remember. Oh, I, I, I know what girl you're talking about, Chris, but no, that black girl, she, I didn't see her tear up and cry, but me and her were like having, she's basically telling me that, you know, you know, her and that, that girl, the company they worked for, the field they were in, basically saying, you know, lots of home girls and girlfriends that tell me it's two girls, that the company looks, looks at you a certain way if you're at an age and you're not married. But for a man, it's different. Hey, look, bachelors, go out, boy, fuck, fuck. Yeah, this guy looks so mm. cool, cool. But for a woman, it's something society, we think, not only think, but we can foretell that. There's something, oh, this girl doesn't have a boyfriend yet? Like, no, there's no reason that this girl wants a party, not settle down. No, just no guy wants her. Mm. If a guy goes up to a bar, single, alone, oh, okay, that's cool, no big deal, but if a girl doesn't, hmm. Oh, yeah, that is weird, huh? You know, because, I mean... What do you think that comes well, see, from? I'll, I'll because see, I, I think it's biology, though, bro. Well, I mean, guys, we don't... We only want to settle down with one girl, but most people think of us if we go to a bar, hey, this guy's a womanizer, he's just, he's just being cool, but for a girl, they want the relationship, marriage. It's really easy for a girl to get a guy to settle down. Guys, we're simple people, mm. but... Uh, but yeah, so that's why I'm like, man, I mean, you know, girls seek the boyfriend and, and, and the husband, but guys, it's, it's more of, okay, you know, I found somebody, you know, settle down. You know? <laughs> Some, I mean, you know, it's kind of like that, you know, but that is true. So like, Chris, back, back to that girl. Yeah, bro. Baseball, I was just. You know, bro, I didn't want to be her her emotional tampon, bro. But oh, she, 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 she was a little she Chris. was a little wasted, you know. And, we and were, we all were too. But yeah, she yeah. was telling me that, like, you know, it's, it's kind of hard being a, a young black girl and not being married because the company, you know, these girls always get always get first before me, and I, I really didn't know what to do first. I mean, that I didn't want to be the friend guy because then I'm not going to get laid. So I kind of withheld all of it back, bro. Right. You know, like, well, okay. Well, you know, it's interesting how alcohol really makes people bring out the emotions out of them, and it's it's funny, bro, because like it just gets you talking, and then it's, shit happens like that. Oh yeah. But but yeah, bro. Um, yeah, man. I think it's all about knowing who you are and being honest with that, and, and embracing that shit. Don't don't regret that. Don't look back on it, and go after what you want because where you put all of your energy. In, Guys, I got my whole condo set up where I got that I bought that Wando, uh, Wando, that Juan gave me. I got notes written down, my own psychological philosophy notes, Netflix. Like what? Things. What do you got? What do you got on there? Uh, I would have to take a picture of it, bro. But a lot of things, you know, whenever I'm reading my books, you know, on the mind, psychology, I take down notes. I got my typewriter, my, my laptop. I got all of my, you know how I fuck around. Accoutrements. You know, you know how I fuck around with you guys. Guys, something happens to me. It's still all of my info, all of my data. Oh, yeah. That's all my Yeah, tell, tell, tell us what Drew... All, Drew always says this dumb shit to us. What is he... Because he... Drew is the president of the truth movement, and he always tells us to what? In case you go missing, what? Uh, break into my condo and, and steal all of my research before that. <laughs> Dude, you know what's hilarious about that shit? Whenever I would... When I was growing my own mushrooms, I had my house. I lived here by myself. I wasn't married yet. I would trip and I would be tripping so hard. I'd be walking around in circles like with my arms crossed thinking my brain is dangerous right now. The government doesn't want me thinking these thoughts. And I'd be like imagining helicopters surrounding the house being like, I can't be researching this shit. This is too deep. They'll come and get me. But yeah, it is that. 
what do you think that is? It's kind of like a, it's not a fear, but it's kind of like a, you shouldn't be talking about this stuff. It, it's not a, 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 it's just, um, I think it's just, what, what it is, is your mind is going into scenarios, like to see if it would happen, you know? So but yeah, why, why is it dangerous to be seeking into this alternative? I don't think dang- it's dangerous. Yeah. I mean, they've killed a bunch of conspiracy, like that guy that you read Cooper, Bill Cooper, didn't it, they murder him? It's just, they, um, it's not dangerous until you have more people viewing your, your stuff. It, it, That's it's, when it it's becomes really, dangerous. The first goal, I mean, this is a, a matrix, uh, a battle for our minds. You, you get the population, the populace think in a certain way, and then, and then you form them over. You, you don't have to have World War Three or battles, guns, and weapons. No, you'll get them through propaganda to be naturally uh, complacent with your laws, your demands, and your decrees, you convince them why, you know? So it's all, uh, it's, it's all, it's all psychological warfare. Yeah, it's I, all I, a battle for our minds. Spiritual warfare. So I, you get everybody under that one hive mindset and minds that pop out that, that aren't necessarily following that, of course, the finger is gonna be targeted against you, Juan, Andrew, or Chris, or Pete, the terrorist of, of America, the enemy of America. Whenever, it's exactly the reverse, but if you get a populace dumbed down enough and trust you enough to actually believe you, then, I mean, you know, I mean, we, we already see early fruits of that today with things you can't say on the internet. Hatred names being called to people who have different opposing views. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are just the beginning stages of that, guys. Yeah, right. I think it's, it also has to do maybe with a subconscious knowing because like you were talking about, it's all psychological warfare. My spiel is always that we are in a spiritual war and it is going on right now yeah. and it's all a battle for your attention and for your mind. And um, the, one of these quotes that I always remember is uh, in war, truth is the first casualty. So truth is always the one that they, they want to hide and, and, and throw under the rug because speaking the truth will actually let people know that what they're doing is wrong. Because if you really look at it, truth and morality, when you're doing something evil, you want to hide it. You don't want people to see it. You, you, you fill it with lies, with propaganda, with media, and you try to get people to think differently. So I think it's maybe it's a type of a subconscious fear that knowing that you speaking the truth is contrary to what this world wants. I, I, that made me think right now, bro, how you said truth and morality. I think the two are conducive, but truth isn't conducive with good feelings or comfort. No, and, I, I, and, agree, and, I agree. And that's why, yeah, yeah. And that just made me think like, hey, man, bro, that's really cool, Juan, how you tie truth and, and, and morals t- together. Because I think that's the reason why a lot of people don't like to be red-pilled. A lot of people, because a lot of people don't want to be uncomfortable. Right. A lot of people are totally complicit and comfortable being where they are so if, if any information outside their bubble um, even though you present it with facts with evidence they just steer clear away from that and they call you certain names to to to, to degrade you or, or to you know denounce you and that's called cognitive dissonance right a, mm. a person believing in their illusion even though their illusion is false and that's presented facts scientific 
evidence. Yeah, it's crazy how people do mental gymnastics where they'll believe, like, my body, my choice, but then they'll be totally for vaccinations and shit. Like, people just believe in what they want to believe in, and to me, I, I, don't, <coughs> I, I don't agree with that. I think, <coughs> I think you got to believe that truth and find it. Find it. Okay. All right, so I wrote a couple topics down <coughs> that I want to talk about. Have you? I'm sure y'all heard about that school shooting that just happened, right? Yeah. What do y'all think about that? I don't like how how on, on the news or, or the headlines. Now I do agree that certain guns and stuff like that. I mean, why are they on U.S. soil? I don't like how the news and the headlines, while why it's targeting a noun like gun or why it's targeting. The headlines, the captions are reading, are reading guns, 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 whenever it, mm-hmm. it's mentally ill people. You know, having, having a gun takes, takes maturity and responsibility. So ill-equipped people aren't, shouldn't be allowed to have it. Just like ill-equipped people shouldn't be allowed to drive a car because that's a deadly weapon, so is a gun. So mentally ill people shouldn't have a gun. But the problem are these mentally ill people, not the gun itself. Right. But if you read on, on the headlines, the captions, on the news, you know, it's, it's targeting guns, so like, as guns are for the enemy. But I think it's really mentally ill people who have access to these guns. Right, right. Well, my, my conspiracy theory on this is <clears throat> someone is picking these people to do it, right? And I feel like they're going to want us to get more control with not having guns. Mm-hmm. So I think there's something going on that we don't know yet, but they, they're eventually going to want us to have, they're going to want more control over us yeah. than they already have. Um, I mean, look, look at, most of the shooters are kids, man. Mm-hmm. They're, they're 18 not, year old Yeah, males. 18 year old males. Like they're not even yeah. adults. Like they're targeting people. Someone, someone is doing it. I don't know if it's, America, it could, Russia, I mean, there's so many options out there, we just don't know, but we can. And, and I think these will continue to grow in number. I mean, yes, I mean they, they Bill Cooper, Bill Cooper prophesized that, that school shootings were going to start going up. And yeah, that's, I wanted to get your opinion because uh, a lot of people, what I've been finding online is, and it's, it's interesting because a lot of people are catching on to this, and what a lot of people are saying that all these school shootings are part of MK Ultra people. They people have been brainwashed and fucked with and they've been programmed to carry out these acts at a certain time. Like if you look at all the school shooters like the Sandy Hook guy, the one who shot up the Batman movie, all of these people they have similar things in common. They were lonely, they were crazy in the head, they were taking uh, antidepressants and all these pills. And what their people are saying is that these people are MK Ultra and something triggers them to go and carry out these acts for the purpose that Chris is saying to get more control over guns because they can use this as, because all of a sudden, Leverage, yeah, 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 people are saying, oh, it's the guns. We have to put the gun, we have to control guns more because they're gonna kill the kids. But it's not that, like, like uh, you were saying, Drew, it's mentally ill people. And I wanna share with y'all this, I have a, a bunch of things I wanna share. And this is one of the best ways that I heard it put by somebody, this guy is actually the lieutenant. Um, let me see, check this out. When are you all gonna start standing up here we go. When are you all going to start standing up for the majority? And here's who the majority is. I'm the majority. I'm a law-abiding citizen who's never shot anybody, never committed a serious crime, never committed a felony. 
I've never done anything like that. But it seems like every time we have one of these shootings, nobody wants to blame, put the blame where it goes, which is at the shooter's feet. You want to put it at my feet. You want to turn around and restrict my right, constitutional right that's spelled out in black and white. You want to restrict my right to buy a firearm and protect myself from some of the very people you're talking about in here tonight. That man and see, yeah, that's, exa that's exactly what I'm talking about. This is, they're using this as a pretense to scare people and be like, the guns are the bad thing. We'll just take them away. But no, it's really the, the sick people who, I don't know if they've been MK Ultra. It's just a good theory, but yeah. That's, that, now, now, I, I wouldn't lead with that. The whole lonely thing and, you know, taking antidepressants, I would lead with that. But, but for a populace that, that's really naive and just gullible with, with the government and that's, um, uh, that's just really segregated with their terms. I wouldn't use MKL because we don't have concrete evidence of that. But with other symptoms like antidepressants and stuff, then yeah, you know, uh, because yeah, you know, I, I think this is a war against the majority. And guys, think about it, man. They're they're already feminizing men. If you take away guns too, yeah, that's just you like, leave a very fucking vulnerable population. Nobody will stand up against a government mandate saying that you guys got to be locked inside y'all's home. Nobody goes outside anymore. Right. There were only a few, a few of the populace who, whoever likes what this is fucking bullshit. But these people were pointed as the enemies. Like, you just want people to get COVID. You're the problem, right? I mean, so so we see that that agenda like. The enemies are the people, uh, you know, these, these people, right? But if you take away guns already, you know, you start bringing that into society. And at the same time, you, you, you have all this propaganda. I think, I think I saw a picture of Harry Styles, a well-known womanizer in Hollywood, who's dressing up in dresses and stuff like that. That's a lot of artists, magazine. though, not just, not just Harry. I mean, yeah, there's yeah, Bad Bunny. Everybody. Yeah, it's yes, every, everybody. a lot of artists. Man. But you have that, man. Men have always been at the forefront of a stable society. Those aren't really men. I wouldn't consider them men. Though. Yeah, yeah. A lot of men, especially younger men, are, are being encouraged to embrace that. You know, so if you take away men, take away guns, we're fucked. Yeah. And I want to piggyback off of that. What you were saying, there was this fucking funny ass... I don't know if y'all know Tim Pool. He's like a big. He has a giant podcast, politician yeah. type of stuff. He's, yeah. he's he's real smart. I like him, but uh, he posted on Twitter. He said, "I'm gonna buy a lot of guns now." And then somebody put a put a remark under him. I'm in Australia, and luckily we don't have this problem anymore. But I want to ask, why do you need to buy more guns? And then somebody underneath that wrote, uh, "We need guns in case a, a government wants to push us and." forces into concentration camps, they can't do it. So this is exactly why you need the guns, to protect yourself in case the government ever pulls down this worldwide flu and says, okay, you have to stay in your home, and you have to do what we say, and you have to get vaccinated. And they force it on you, and you can't protect yourself, then that's it. They have total control over you, then what's the point of even living? COVID-19 was already a pretty trial of a concentration yep, camp, even was. though it wasn't like that, what we see on TV, but come on. You know, it you, really was. Come on, you, know, you, you got a quarantine. You forced, you forced to get vaccinated. Um, man, guys, uh, me and a friend, you know, she invited me to, to, to it was a few months ago, to, to go on a cruise with her. But I'm all like, well, shit. But she's like, well, well you got to get vaccinated. 
months ago, whenever I was out looking for work, look, looking for a good, stable career, you know, um, there were a few that I found, you know, where, where people sell things on cruise lines, jewelry, et cetera, like that, you know, I'm toying around that industry, but hey, gotta be vaccinated. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think now it's like, okay, 20% of people don't have to be, but still though, man, like it's fucking, I mean, I mean, uh, yeah. yeah, Denver. When I went out to Denver, I mean, if you didn't have your vaccine card, you couldn't go into saying, the bar. I remember you saying. Yeah, bro. I mean. Okay, so let's. I want to go back to that shooter thing because another thing y'all were saying, we were trying to pinpoint what is it that causes this, and and with Drew, I agree. Like, kind of keep the MK Ultra unless you have definite proof and you can document, show documents, and really show like a trail. That should uh, be our next research. Yeah. Okay, okay, you did that. You're a good researcher in that kind of shit. What I want to talk about is okay. Uh, I saw this post. This was a quote by Matt Walsh. I don't know who he is, but that but that name sounds very familiar. And this is a quote, kind of lead, saying what creates a, 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 someone like this who wants to shoot little kids. So it says, start with a boy, take away his father, take away God, let him sit in front of the screen all day, feed him porn and mindless social media content, let him play violent video games all day, feed him an endless stream of hip hop and ghetto pop culture. Let, let's let the plane go by. Um, give him no formal, give him no moral formation, no guidance, no companionship, no responsibility. Give him mood-altering drugs and isolate him. That's how you make a school shooter. Rinse and repeat. And it's true, like all of these things are systematically being done by the government. They take away the father by... How, how do you, you have a real good spiel on this, Drew. How do they erase the father from, from, the, from the family? Um. Let me get into that in, 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 in right this second, but man, guys, I also thought about something else too. You know how I just told y'all, well, why are these big army military guns allowed? Stop smoking. I'm good. Why are they allowed on U.S. soil? Like I was saying like, okay, well, probably those, I don't get why people would, would have access to No, I've right? got to push then, back but, against but that. But then guys, I thought about, man, cops now are getting heavily militarized. Yeah. And we're not in the army, we're on US soil, so why, why can cops get that? Yeah. But we can't. So it seems, you know, so I'm like, hmm, Andrew, so, you know, I, I, I'm kind of going against with what I've said, but, you know, I, I like to do that. I like to think. I like for you guys to point out flaws and, hey, Andrew, I think it's, you know, but anyways, back, back to that. Well, I mean, it's, if you have, so, so I, I keep a, a lot of, 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 I keep in touch a lot with the, the red pill stuff. You know, red pill content on YouTube, uh, dating, finances, fitness, women, uh, men, men's lifestyle, etc. But but there's a, a group called MGTOW, men going their own way. Basically, men not wanting to to be around this feminism era now. You know where you know you know uh, uh, women are starting to act like more like men and stuff like that. You know, a, a, a feminist era, and so. Lots of girls go on TikTok and go on a rant against MGTOW, men not wanting to marry anymore. Because look at the uh, divorce laws. You know, essentially, you know, they, they made marriage into like a contract now where like, hey, you know, um, the wife can take a lot of the husband's material. So men are playing that. So I think whenever we go into this, if we just walk away and not play the system, then you know, the system would be forced to cooperate. But see how these men go in their own way? They're not holding violent protests. They're just going their own way. They're not playing this game anymore. 
of girls finessing and doing this shit and waiting to the 30s, whatever, mm-hmm. you know. They're just saying, fuck that. I'm, I'm going to... So if us, us civilians did this, that hey, we're not going to play this system anymore. We're just going to go our own Walk way. Walk away. You know, but, but back to um, back to kids um, without fathers, I mean, that... How, how, do you, how is this being systematically done, the father being taken away from the home? Because, because in, in divorce court, 90% of the time, the, 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 the ex-wife always gets custody of, of the children. Even though sometimes she can be the one who fucked up, or the drug addict, or the fucking you thought, know, yeah, the, sh- you know, the street a, a lot of times she's the one who keeps the kid, mm-hmm. right? Right, and so lots of men are, you know, so you know, ninety kind of pushed like away from ninety percent of the time. Mm-hmm. That's what happens, you know. Um, and you also have child alimony, child support, things like that. That so a man essentially now is getting screwed over by that now. And if you have data here saying that man 55 percent of marriages end up in divorce here in America, and eighty percent of them are initiated by the woman, you have men being left out of the picture by a big, big margin, by a fucking big margin. You know. One, you would send us all a picture uh, through text uh, with magazine covers about uh, depicting the mom and the children, but, but oh, the yeah. dad was left out. Yeah, yeah, that's a good meme. There was a. That's not a coincidence, bro. Okay, one magazine, okay, well, where's the dad? Let's explain it, let's explain it, because people haven't seen it. But, but a series of magazines, now that's on purpose. So what he's referring to is this uh, picture that somebody had posted of a, it was forget what magazine, I think it was Home Living or Family Life or something, some family type of magazine. And consistently over the years, it would show just a mom and the kids, no dad. And like that's systematically being done subconsciously or they're fucking with people in a way to where you see that and you think that's what normality is. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's another way that they're taking the father out of the picture. So so a daughter grows up not knowing how to be treated by by her future man or husband, etc. And then... And, and then, then the son grows. So the daughter grows up with daddy issues, mm-hmm. right? Being clingy, just being mentally yeah. unstable. So the son grows up very emotional, somewhat like a, somewhat like a nice guy. And the son doesn't have a backbone, a spine, because mm-hmm. his dad. I, I think I think that the mother nurtures, but the father teaches discipline. Right. So the child grows up expressing his emotion because hey, you, you gotta express yourself, but. But without that fatherly aspect of discipline, the son is most likely going to grow up to be a weak peasant. Mm-hmm. He can't throw baseball. A weasel, he won't be able to you know? change a battery, change a flat. Somebody that doesn't have a spine, mm-hmm. a, a, a backbone to him. And so then if you raise up a generation of these men who come from single parent households and stuff like that, it's just going to... You're just gonna have more and more and more weak men that that person from us women aren't necessarily interested in, in fucking or for getting married to, and this cycle just repeats and repeats and repeats. And these young these sons and daughters are asking, "Where's my dad? Yeah. Where's my dad?" Yeah. A lot of times these these deadbeats leave, right? Like I said, like I said, you, you can't turn a hoe into a housewife, but you can't turn a fuck boy into a husband. Right, mm-hmm. you know, you, you can't turn a fuckboy into a husband, and and you also can't turn a hoe into a housewife. So, but, but with the divorce courts always favoring the woman's side, even though all the time it's 
most of the time, that girl, the the ex-wife, could be the one who talked, who, who who wasn't faithful. But a lot of times, that the ex-wife would still win in in, in the divorce court and get support, alimony, uh, get ninety, uh, get get custody of, and she could even tell the judge a lie about what the husband, something about what the husband did. And, and the court will believe her and not the man. So the man is left. I've, there's uh, divorce attorneys on YouTube who tell stories about this. Most of the time, the woman always wins. And a lot of guys' lives have gotten screwed the fuck over by that. Yeah. So you, you, you already have a lot of people getting raised without their dad. A lot of kids getting raised without their dad. So they don't have the discipline. They don't learn logical things, you know? Yeah, so that, in other words, just don't get married. I mean, nah. See, that's that's, that's what they're trying to implant in you to d break up the family unit, to be a single man. But that when you were talking about that, it reminded me of this sad ass video I saw. It was like, uh, y'all remember back in the day when Mari would have those shows with boot camps and all the bad kids would be sent to boot camp. Y'all remember that? Wait, Mari, what was he called? Like Mari would have a talk show and they Mari. would bring this troubled kid. These moms would bring these troubled kids and be like, my kid's fucking up, and so they send him to boot camp and stuff. You remember this? Yeah, I remember that show. Drew never Why really. Was it called Mario? I think it was. It was just imagine a talk show where they bring kids who are troubled, and it's like in front of an audience, and they're like a talk show, and the mom's so sad because the kids like it's skipping bad. school, it's fucking. Like Say so, yeah, ah, so, yeah, yeah, something like that. Okay, yeah, exactly. It's older yeah. show. Yeah, old, old. This was back in the day, back in the nineties. So, so they had this guy from the boot camp. He's like, he's like yelling orders, like, get up, give me some push-ups, do all this shit. And they're talking to this little boy. Cause this little boy supposedly acting up in school and, and fighting and shit. And so there's a big, you know, big guy who's like a drill sergeant who yells orders. He's like, no bullshit type of guy. He comes up to this little boy and he says, I hear you're acting up little boy. Uh, you wanna come away with me? Want me to be your daddy? I'm gonna get, set you straight. And the little boy goes, yes. And the sergeant kind of breaks down. He goes, yes, what? He goes, I want you to be my daddy. And, and the little sergeant, he kind of breaks down. He's like, oh, you really want me to be your daddy? Why is that? And the little boy goes, because I, I don't have a daddy. And the whole audience is like, oh. It is like, damn. Well, imagine the millions of kids that are growing up without dads. Like you said, somebody that doesn't build them up to teach them how to throw baseball, how to have morals, how to do the right thing, be disciplined. And like, so this is just one of those things that's being systematically done. So let's continue with this list, because I think we can go off of this list for a while. So you take away the father, we just talked about that. The next thing it says, take away God. They're also, they've also systematically done this. They take him away from, from school, there's no prayer. Like, like in other words, uh, God of the Holy Bible? I, it just says God, I'm pretty sure that's what it means. Just any form of God, just some type of reverence to a source, yeah, like right. acknowledging that there's something higher than us to follow Dark morals. Yeah. Something to follow. To, to. So to keep your gaze on so you went straight mm -hmm. on the path. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, you take away God and you lose morality, ethics are out the window, nothing goes, there's no right or wrong. Okay, and the next thing on the list it says, let him sit in front of the screen all day. And what are kids doing now? Even more with the with the phones. It's sad you see people everywhere, they're just staring at their phone. Right now we're i I'm staring at a screen, three screens, my phone, the laptop and the TV. Yeah, well it's now a way to shut the kid up. You know, yeah. you don't have to spank him or hit him anymore, you just here's yeah. the phone. That's the babysitter now. Yeah, and that's, that's sad, man. I don't I don't I don't let my I I specify the time my daughter can be on the phone, but I was just looking up the statistics and right here it says on the average children ages 
8 to 12 in the U.S. spend an average of 4 to 6 hours watching or using screens. Teens spend up to 9 hours. And it's like, and look, parents may not always know what their children are viewing and how much time they spend on their screens, but children may be exposed to violence, taking risky behavior, sexual content, negative stereotypes, substance use, cyberbullying, uh, predators, advertisement aimed at the kids, misleading or inaccurate information, and it's basically it's brainwashing. Yeah. All of y'all know this, who are listening to the show, who check out my stuff, you know it's all a big brainwashing tool. So yeah, let him sit in front of the screen all day. Then, anything else to say to that? No, I mean, nowadays, guys, I, I see little kids, girls, and, and, and boys running around with a big-ass tablet on their hands, and I'm pretty sure you guys know that um, uh, corporate, not corporate, but big tech, a lot of CEOs of these companies, they've all, they've all admitted, they said, you know, we don't, we don't allow our kids to have iPhones right. like that. Because yeah, they know. Yeah. Mark Zuckerberg you know, like, doesn't let his yeah. kids use Facebook. That's Steve like, Jobs didn't give his kids iPhones. Bro, like, and like they're you know, telling you right there, yeah. that should be a clue. You know, and, and uh, one more thing before. Uh, I remember whenever I was a senior assistant, there was a client that I had in, Con- in, in uh, Montgomery. A, a really nice, a really nice family. Uh, uh, you know, a, a, good, a good, successful family. But anyways, the, 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 the mom was there... So the grandma was there, uh, and then her her husband he was uh, working right, but so their daughter who's a nurse who's like 32, 33, divorced right, so the husband wasn't there or the ex husband wasn't there, but so the 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 senior I was looking after after he was asleep so I was just hanging out at the house, and. Her daughter's, the nurse, she wasn't working. She was just at the house. And this is what happens whenever you got rich parents in a big-ass house. You know, just fucking lay there. But, you know, but but their daughters, they were really cute girls, really young. You know, was, you know, like in third, fourth grade, something like that. I don't know. But I remember she was, that was around the time that I heard about TikTok. TikTok coming out and stuff. And uh, the mom, uh, or the, the grandma, I forgot what was her name, but... Most of the time, I, I would see her taking care of of her um, grandchild. Yeah, and but their mom was like just just like fucking like in, in another part of the house, like in the room, just hanging out. You know, but if I remember, she was like always taking away that that I like there was some rule that she had with them about not getting on TikTok or using it at a certain time or just having a password because 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 that lady knew that there's predators out there who 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 oh yeah who expect younger girls to you know go on there i just figured this shit out i don't know if y'all y'all should also check this out if your kids are playing um roblox they're fucking targeting kids like to to get them their numbers and then they start doing sexual shit that's fucked up It's crazy. You can't let them. You can't really let your kid on the on their what own. What is this an app or? Roblox is a game for kids where they play around. It's like their Lego. It's Lego type of game. And what I heard is what they're doing is they're these guys are targeting kids and then they send them messages of like dicks or like fucking just porn shit. And guys, this was all planned back in 1991. Juan, you had sent this all an excerpt from that book uh, by Ralph Emerson, A New World Order. Uh, you had sent this all. Uh, 
of that quote in that paragraph where it said, um, where it said, have the state raise the children and the woman will be allowed and encouraged to work, um, make gay marriage legal and stuff like that, right? But back in the day, back in like, back in like the 50s, 40s, men were more likely to find a virgin, but women were more likely to find a man who could make a stable income to support the whole family. I thought you were going to say who could really dick her down, like, because yeah. he had experience, but... But, like, you know, so, like, you know, this this guy, this guy had, <laughs> this guy had a stable income, normal factory workers. Right. Right, but now... Well, now, everything's fucking now, corrupt. No living wages. Now, since the woman isn't working, uh, now since the, the mom is home nurturing her kids, teaching them mm-hmm. good stuff, now, now she's at work. So, you, so you have the state raising uh, literally the kids in daycare through TV and then everything. Then you have school. So, so now the parents who, who who they could be really good parents, but they're only seeing their kids a few hours right. a day because yeah. hey, you know, in the morning breakfast. Hour, the state has know? them more time. That's exactly. fucked up. And, and social media too. And Damn. Then it comes dinner. Hey, how was your day, etc. You know, you just take a shower and everything. So you only get to see them. Few days. So, so these parents, they can be like fucking hardcore conservatives, but it doesn't matter the morals they have because they're not they're not spending enough time. Well, I mean, this that's why that book is called the New World Order because that New World Order was. I mean, uh, I, uh, George Herbert Walker Bush said that in an interview during the times of the, of the 1991 Persian Gulf War. Uh, around that time. Um, they were really fighting to have women go out and work. But once you have two working parents, you know, you know who's going to raise the children? The state will. And that's exactly the plan. Now you, have, now you have middle school teachers uh, sexualizing kids and teaching them stuff that, that the brain isn't mature enough to, to know about yet. You know? Uh, sexual content and stuff like that, man. So this is all the new world order. Yeah. No, definitely. When you were talking about that, I was, I was like in my head doing the calculations. So they spend about seven, eight hours at school. They get home. Homework. Yeah, do yeah. some homework. Uh, watch a little bit of TV. Um, maybe be on their phone. See, I don't let my kid watch TV. When we get home, I tell her, you don't watch TV until it gets dark. And now since it's summer, she watches less and less TV. Mm-hmm. She's always playing. But yeah, so you add all that by that time. Uh, going to the restroom, all the everything, add it up. About how much time do you truly have with your kid, one-on-one experience, really talking to them, teaching them, uh, listening to them. It's it's like you said, the state owns most of the time. So okay, so I want to go back to what we're talking about the T. Oh, I want to go off where you were. Oh, we'll bring that back later. But okay, so back to what the effects of the TV are, the screens is too much screen time may lead to sleeping problems, lower grades in school reading fewer books, less time with family and friends, like we were just talking about, not enough outdoor or physical activity, weight problems, mood problems, poor self-image and body image issues, fear of missing out, and less time learning other ways to relax and have fun. And yeah, it's true, like, I always talk about this on, on the podcast, but the TV is literally just sucking your attention. You're looking at it, and it's, you can't focus on anything else. So. Okay, so the next thing on the list is um, feeding porn all day. And this is a big thing that I don't know, a lot of people are, I don't know if they're realizing it now, but I'm sure y'all heard the adage, everything, anything that's free is because you're the product. Have you heard that phrase? No, when anything's free, like Google, um, 
Snapchat, um, um, just different avenues that are free to use like that, YouTube. Yeah, they're free, but why are they free? Where is the money coming from? And you really look down at it, it's all the marketing and the advertisement and the attention that you're feeding it. The attention is, is generating all that money. So it's free for you, but the, the, the way that they get money is they sell the data. Because once you're on Facebook, I don't know if y'all know, but it's tracking you through all the other apps. It's looking at what websites you visit, where you're at, uh, where you're driving to, what you purchase. It's yeah, like every every time you download an app, it asks you, would you like to uh, yeah. know your location? Yeah. Show your location. But not even that. It's looking at how much time you're on the phone, uh, when you're on it, what time you get on it, what words you usually type. Y'all seen the that video, um, the that social movie. dilemma, right? Yeah. So that's what we're talking about. So they, they can do all that and track and figure out who you are. So they sell this information and that's how they make their money. So the same with porn. People don't realize it, but the reason that it's free is because they're gathering your attention. They're figuring out what you're into, what your kinks are, but not even that. When you look at it at a spiritual level, it's literally poison. It's your poison in your mind. Um, it's funny, this guy, the way he put it on, on, on this post I read it, he said, do you ever realize after you, you come after watching porn, you feel like shit, you, like, you feel bad, you're like, kind of like, uh, you don't know how to explain it or what it is, but it's this feeling that you're kind of like, depressed. yeah, kind of bad. It, it's it's kind of your soul letting you know, like, what are you doing? Like, this is not, this is kind of cheating what we're here to make here to do like how to have you have sex with the woman you know you court her and all that but you're jacking off not only that you're you you get a serotonin dump you 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 ramp yourself up and you release endorphins and you drain them and you're constantly draining yourself and that's why the monks and the gurus and all these spiritual like people that are trying to ascend they refrain from sex because they don't want to waste that sexual energy that's very powerful Drew's very anti-magic and shit, but if y'all look into it, there's... Anti-magic, bro. I said there's a level. Okay, there's a level. But there's definitely something to, like, sex magic and, like, semen retention. And we can all talk about this. Me and Pete talked about this that one episode. Me and Pete talked about that last uh, couple episodes ago. But, yeah, like, there's a whole thing you can get into about, like, with sex magic. You put an intention, and while you're having sex, you focus on... On certain things and they can you can manifest them and I don't know about any of that shit I don't really want to fuck with any of that I, I did work once with something I might have to do a whole podcast about that because I, I did one time use sexual magic to kind of help manifest something and it worked but um, what was, was it uh, exactly yeah. I know y'all want to hear about it but we'll talk about that in another episode I really have to write it like really figure out what I want to say about them but yeah uh, so I don't know if y'all know but yeah porn definitely another way to like poison your soul in a sense all of these ways are methods of poisoning your soul that we're listing off so we talked about take away the father take away God let him sit in front of screens all day feed him porn and it says here mindless social media content what would you say about that Drew? where is it? in the stash? yeah yeah just go ahead what uh, would mindless social media like, okay, because you know this list that we're going off of, just feed him porn, and it says also feed him mindless social media content. This is like a goal, the new world order. Why would you think that, that they do this? Uh, well, I just, I can't relate to that as much, bro, because I just have YouTube. That's and, true. And I'm really peckler on the podcast on the channels that I follow. True. I have to commend you on that because, yeah, know. Drew is the only motherfucker I know that doesn't have uh, Snapchat or Instagram Facebook. or Facebook. 
because he he had a oh <laughs> it's hilarious because drew was terrible like he would get in fights with people on facebook like he would he would screenshot arguments he he had with people let, let the plane go by it's a fucking plane dude yeah. we're gonna need a studio soon but okay so drew would get in these arguments like hectic long paragraph arguments with people on they Facebook. They were entertaining for us, though. They, they, they were actually <laughs> funny, because he would have sources. They'd be like, listen here, little shit. You yeah, don't know anything. Fuck you. You need to learn. He's like, <laughs> he would talk shit in a, in a woke type of way, but this is totally the wrong way to come at it. And Drew, I talked to him, and he recognized it, and he got off of it. And I was like, damn, that's a pat on the back for him, because yeah. I can't. And, and this is... Uh, so, a few weeks ago, I, I tried get, getting, getting Instagram. I'm just not really skilled at it. You know, I really don't know how, you know... Uh, one, one to me is, is a good marketing genius because if anybody could grow their Instagram and their and their podcast really quick, you, you got to know something, a little something. Yeah, let me plug myself. A truth dot in dot media on Instagram. Give me a follow. Don't don't. I always say don't follow me. Walk alongside me, bitch. You know. All but, right. Come uh, on. So so these were so i got into another argument with people out there on instagram the, the, yeah this look he has like four screenshots argument. he's sliding through not, <laughs> not an argument but but this was michaela peterson who was supposedly uh conservative and me and a lot of other people called her out like you, you know you, you like spreading feminist woke propaganda so anyways let me sorry so, michaela so so I what's her last name and her address so michaela can... peterson I'll, no i was just I'll playing don't say it well, you know, well, she's like really famous on, on Instagram. Oh, who is that? Jordan Peterson's daughter. Oh, what the she's fuck? cool. Jordan Peterson. She talked back to you? No, 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 no. So yeah, I mean, she posted something. I mean, I kind of know. I don't know her too well to, to say that she's cool, but just one, a few pictures, like they were like really woke feminist propaganda, and so me and a few other guys like were just saying, no, that's not right. So one of them, so I didn't take the picture of of, of the meme. But I said, okay, now I think I remember it. Now I think I remember the picture saying, you know, you as a mom, don't forget your dream. Even though that you have children, you ought to go after what you want, this and that. I'm like, hey, that's really subtly telling, like, no, I don't fuck with that. So I said, no, be the best father and mother you can be to your kids, even if you hate what you do and want to pursue your so-called career goals. Be responsible. Your kids are more important than you. They come first. Michaela is speaking out of emotion to comfort. To have <coughs> results and move forward, you need to forsake your emotions and think logically. Cry in private, but around family, be a fucking responsible father and mother. Be a fucking genuine, genuine human being, damn it. Fuck your career goals. And then... Um, uh, yeah, so a lot of people were, were agreeing with me and stuff like that, you know, but um, I, I, said, I said this. A parent who is stifled and miserable is a selfish parent because that parent is placing his or her own wants before the needs of his or her child. Once you became a parent, your purpose in life is to be the best damn parent for that child so you can kiss your so-called dreams goodbye. That child is now your dream, and if that's not how you feel, well, you better start feeling that way quickly, or else the child's deficiency is on you, which makes you a failure. Not that you didn't pursue your so-called dreams, but because you didn't handle your, your responsibility. Responsibilities always come before our so-called dreams. Our, aspi our aspirations need to line up with our responsibilities.
Yeah, totally. I yeah. dig that. that so I see I dig that and there's another thing, another gripe that I have with these like influencers, these like celebrities who like try to push that idea of like go like you were saying, go after your dreams, uh, no matter what. And like a lot of things that I've noticed too is like these guys who make it big, I'm sure yeah, some of them have great families and that's great, but a lot of them, like you said, Drew, they go after just that, the dream and they like forget their family and don't really like put it the attention that they need to like you said, be put your child as the number one thing. Like one thing I heard, see, I used to love Arnold Schwarzenegger because of his motivational stuff, but he proved himself to be a tyrant after the whole worldwide flu. Like he wanted to like lock people up and tell them to like screw your freedoms. But one thing he said that I kind of like, but I, at, at, if you really think about it, it's kind of negative. One thing he would say is, cause you know, he's always motivating people to work out. And at this lecture he was giving, he was saying something along the lines like, um, if you want a dream, you go after it. And he, he says, think about it like this. Think about it as time. You have 24 hours in a day. You sleep eight, maybe seven, sleep a little bit faster, and everyone laughs like it's a good joke, but it's fucking not. And then um, he says, you have seven hours, just sleep faster. You go to work for eight hours. You eat. Um, maybe you have a little alone time to relax. And then what do you do with the last four hours of the day? Like, what do you, are you going to put him in, in working out or what are you going to put them in? But like, he's kind of subtly, like kind of like Drew was saying, he's subtly kind of telling you like, fuck the family, do you. Which I get, I know there has to be some type of ambition to like, yeah, you have a dream and you want to achieve it. But like, like, like Drew saying, you have a responsibility now. Are you going to like, uh, ignore your child to like go after working out and just be at the gym or be, I don't know see I don't know how Arnold has his relationship with kids but I think that dream the concept of it is really subjective I mean like success all of that is contingent on what we're doing now like life is just basically a series of moments so me to, to determine in the grand scheme of things if I'm successful right now it doesn't matter what I have, it just matters if I'm doing my best that I can in this podcast right now, and if I'm giving my full time to the same thing for you, Juan, and Chris. If, if Juan, if, if you're out spending time with your family, what makes you successful, bro, is the fact that you're giving your full undivided attention and being the best that, that you can be with your family at that moment. Mm -hmm. At work, if, if we're out doing our, our jobs and everything, no matter if we if we want to be a baseball player, but but we're working in the oil rigs or the plants or whatever, what makes us successful is that we're doing our best at the job that we currently have. Because life is a series of moments. There's no such thing as a future, though. Mm. Like I feel like this whole dream thing, dream thing, people are chasing after the future and they're like forsaking the present, which is all that we really have. So people are like walking zombies, going after a dream that doesn't exist let now be a dream you know let now be a dream and make the most of it because once you make the most of this moment then those type of perfect moments will keep on accumulating and accumulating mm -hmm. then then you'll live that dream life yeah, yeah that's why it's called the present because it is a gift it's a present but to be in the moment so yeah that was good uh, okay so let's continue with this list okay so we said oh we didn't even talk about it uh, mindless social media content which drew can't partake to it but yeah it's so true it's literally another way to poison you people are like mindlessly just scrolling on their phones and i do it too and it's kind of like 
it's hilarious because the last guy I had on uh, Mindseed, y'all go check out his music, Mindseed Music. He has a song where he's like, they made it to where now you don't even have personal time while you're taking a shit. When people are taking a shit, they don't even have that time to reflect. Like, imagine, it's kind of funny. Imagine all the things that people have thought in history while they were taking a shit, you know, because they were personal in their own space. Nobody's distracting them. That's your alone time. Because I still remember when I was a little kid, I was taking a shit and I would just like scratch the paint on the wall. It's kind of like daydream. But like now people don't even do that because the phone's with them in the bathroom. And he says in the song, he says something like, I can't even remember it, but... Um, yeah, he says something along the lines that um, even when I'm in the put uh, in the shitter, that have, that my attention's being taken away. So, through TikTok especially, is like one of the biggest poisons. And you were mentioning it, Drew, earlier, but I don't know if y'all know, but like in China, their TikTok's totally different. In America, the TikToks are all about dancing, doing stupid shit, pranks, um, mindless shit, like it says here. But in China, they're promoting like uh, engineering stuff, doing. Uh, acts of superseding of working out like it pushes more that content and they turn it off at a certain time at 10 p.m it gets shut off no kids can be on it after 10 p.m and here in america it's like no regulations of the sort and then you have to look at who created tiktok when it comes from china all of this is just spiritual warfare and propaganda to weaken us and to make us weak i saw another video of some kids in china they're probably like three or four years old and they were dribbling two they were sitting down dribbling two basketballs and then they switch their arms like alternatively like this. And like kids, my kid couldn't do that. And she's seven. And it's like China is really like pushing to create good, like strong people. And America is like totally leaving and abandoning the kids to the point where they're getting killed in schools and shit. Okay, so the next thing. Okay, mindless social media. Yeah, it's another way to poison people, another way that to just distract people from God and source and keeping them on the path. The next thing is let him play violent video games all day. Chris, you're the expert in, in video games. What would you say that? Why do you think they push the endless? I mean, why do they think you think they push violent video games all the time? You think this has a purpose, or you think it's just, just something that happened? It's just entertainment, bro. You don't think that there's a systematic thing to like get kids to like? Well, cause see, I don't, I don't ever put myself in that perspective. Yeah. Like, I just like it, it's just like working out. It's a way to ease the mind like to you know block you from like whatever is out there for me it's just like or like when i'm when i'm playing i'm playing with my friends you know rafa so we're also having conversations while playing so it's you know it's a way that i still connect with the homies even though i don't see them face to face all the time okay actually i want to pause right there i want to share with you share with this with you with this is a funny ass meme i heard of this is what a woman hears when her boyfriend's playing uh, a game that is funny. Up in that building. Three dudes coming on me, on me. Give me the boy. I'm on top. Now I'm on bottom. He's inside. Two more guys coming in. Oh my god, now they're rotating. I'm coming, I'm coming. This dude is insane. He literally ate my shot. Fucking dude. Up in that building. That's just a funny little stupid sidetrack, but like, okay, to me, I think it's been systematically done. I don't know if y'all know, but before World War, when World War One was happening, the, the captains and the generals all realized that the people weren't shooting. They were actually shooting above and missing on purpose because they didn't, know, they didn't want to kill another stranger, another human being that they didn't know. Let's let this fucking plane come. That's coming to visit Drew, the president of the truth. Damn, I forgot what the fuck I was saying. Uh, talking about the war and they were shooting over. Oh, yeah, okay, so the people, the, the soldiers 
uh, weren't shooting. They were, they really didn't want to kill their the supposed enemy because they didn't know them. So what they started doing, and they started making movies where people started shooting people, and they glamorized it. And I think there's a scene about this in the movie Inglorious Bastards. They make this sniper guy look like the hero. Like he's always the shit, and they they glorify him. And in the movie, he's like a superstar because he's always sniping the enemy. So they made these videos and this propaganda to not brainwash the people, but to make it normal, to normalize shooting people. So back, so after these movies were sensationalized and made like big things, people started shooting each other because they they kind of wanted to be that. Maybe subconsciously they ate that shit. Their subconscious mind ate that and wanted to identify person or somewhat and align themselves with the hero that they saw on TV. So now extrapolate that to now video games that are now so goddamn immersive. They spend millions of dollars just to like fuck with the sounds. You know the sounds they make when you're moving through the screen and Call of Duty and shit, and when you're picking guns. All those sounds, they have they have like sound engineers design these sounds to make them pleasing and attractive. And I'm sure if I played one of those sounds, you would know instantly what it is. You would know identify if it's like a a frag explosion right, right, right. or whatever type of sound it is for like a, a um, when you plant a claymore or whatever. They engineer, they make these things so goddamn immersive. They spend more money developing games now that they do in movies. So to me, I think there's a, a deeper plot that people aren't capturing that is making violence somewhat more normalized. I don't know. What do y'all think? Man, I'm not a gaming expert. I fucking, I really just stopped playing that shit. You know, it's just a way to communicate with the homies and just have a fun laugh. Say, you know? he's coming, he's coming, on me, on me. Saying things like that to your friends. That's that white people shit. We don't say that shit. Okay, all right. Okay, so moving on. Um, all right. Yeah, bro. Nah, don't tell my location, bitch. They're going to track me down, triangulate me. Okay, so play violent video games all day. Uh, Y'all say that there's no systematic thing, that no malevolent thing happening there? I wouldn't know, bro. I really don't. Yeah, Drew doesn't play video games. All right. Oh, you play video games? Yeah, I do, I do. So that's what I'm saying. I think that there is something that's been, it's been done to normalize it and make it seem like, oh, it's just some guy running around. I mean, I don't know. Cause like you don't play, cause I, like I play it, but I don't play it enough to go into like that topic. Like, I mean, there's definitely streamers and all that shit, mm-hmm. but I, I don't, I don't know how. Maybe I'm looking into it too much, but I think there's definitely something psychological happening when these kids are like just normally saying, "Oh, I got killed. They killed me. I'm gonna kill him." Like subconsciously, this is doing something to your mind, cause you would not normally say that a hundred years ago. I'm gonna go kill him. Maybe if you were in war scenario, but if you were just some fucking random person in a meadow, you're not going to be saying, I'm going to kill him, or I got killed. Like I think this is why certain movies and uh, music, etc., why they're rated. Because for mature minds, the cinema isn't that... It, it can't necessarily penetrate through somebody's brain and make... Exactly. make you don't think so? Well, I mean... Man, no, like, I, I mean... A, a, like like an older gentleman, an older guy like us, but a younger, exactly like exactly. a fucking seventeen or eighteen year old who's also mentally disturbed, uh, uh, depressants going on, who's fucking mad at the world, who's a loser, lonely, you know, who, who, you know, who, you know, who fucking gets rejected by women, shit like that. I mean, yeah, he, he's fucking going insane. So, so his brain waves are much more susceptible to exactly. the. 
you know, because he's already walking around with hatred. But but for like normal guys, like it, us, like it, just yeah. whatever. Yeah, it, it, it's it, it's entertainment. It's not fortified enough to like cinematically, you know, capture our minds. But yeah. I, I get what you're saying on a certain level. It does but that's only to a vulnerable population. weak person. That's what I'm saying. That, that's yeah. how they affect. This is how they weak. We make people weak. And but like I don't know if y'all seen Eddie. My brother, he had a really good talking point about this, how I forget which Call of Duty game, but it was all about numbers, and the guy's name was Mason, and it had so much symbolism in it that I feel like, like if anything, I'm just getting conspiracy now. I'm, I'm, I'm lighting a joint. We're going to get crazy now. My thing is, what if through these video games and these scenarios, you know, bro, when they flash all these, like, maps, and then they show numbers. You know what game I'm talking about, right? Yeah, there's definitely, like, some conspiracy in there, like, some sort of shit going on too. See, they, see, what I'm saying is they, Drew, you're also an expert on this. You point out all the little things that they hide, and there's so much in that game that we, I w- we should do a breakdown. I'm gonna have an episode with Eddie so he can point it out because there's something about they flash all these numbers. And to me, what I'm trying to tie all this into is that, say you do have an MK guy who's been fucked with, and they targeted him, and they knew he was a weak person, who doesn't have a father, who has all these things that we're talking about. Because I don't know if y'all look, looked into it. That guy, that kid, he had two AR-15 guns that are worth more than $5,000. He had a, he had ammo, $70,000 worth of ammo. He had a brand new... He had a, gave it to him, bro. He had a brand new 200... 250, 250. Look where the town he lives in. It's a, it's a small community, bro. 16,000 people. Okay, so this is what I'm trying to tie it all in. With all the people... Most, a lot, several people online are saying is that... What if this guy was targeted, they gave him all this shit, they brainwashed him, and maybe the games that they put out have subliminal things in it that trigger certain people to commit certain acts at certain times. That's called a Manchurian candidate, I think that's what that's called, but we should, I don't know, I think, I think it's it's crazy and conspiratorial, but I think there's something there that, that can tie all of this together. Well, like that video, when you posted earlier with the the parent trying to rush into the school and oh, the yeah. cops like stopping them. Yeah, like that's right there, fucked up. Like, yeah. like why aren't cop, they going in? Yeah, like what cop is gonna stop another, you know, parent from doing? Like, yeah. bro, that's just fucked he, up. They, they tased the guy and arrested him. I didn't see that, but that's, that's fucked, fucked up. up. Like, imagine, like, I couldn't. That's a fucking nightmare those parents are living. It's it's so sad. You know, like, when I see that stuff, man, I, I'm like, man, or like even with you know all these cops that are killing all these innocent people, man. In a way, it gives me rage, and it was like, man, fuck, fuck this, just shoot the motherfuckers, like, just end them, man. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, just, it's sad, but, but see, that's what I'm saying, that kind of mentality, I wonder if that's you, or that's been implanted through the movies that you've seen, like, just, rip, nah, I think we all have revenge. Yeah, we yeah. all have that. Uh, that. That rage? Yeah, that rage, bro. Okay, so, okay, so I would say that there's definitely something to the video games, y'all maybe disagree, whatever. So the next thing, it says, feed him an endless, an endless stream of hip-hop and ghetto pop culture. What would y'all say that this is done for? One of my favorite lines, uh, uh, rap lines, is from a Kendrick Lamar song, DNA, where he says, um, uh, today's rap music, basically says today's rap music is fucking up black people. And so I really do believe that today's rap music isn't like how it was in the 90s. well, I think in the 90s, too, they, they were still talking a lot about gang, gang violence and stuff. But now today is just pointless. I wouldn't just say black people, though. 
Yeah, I say yeah, yeah. yeah. People in general, yeah. but, you, know, you know, came from <coughs> being black and you know standing up for his community, right? You know, but yeah, I know it's, it's like like it's it's it's, it's literally everybody. You, you guys know. I told you guys, Eddie was here. Of course, obviously, it was like a fucking joke. But at the same time, I really didn't mean it. Every now and then, I would have about hip hop music too. But you know, like like there were like one scruffle. One little dispute that I got into with the guy at McDonald's, right? He's like acting all renegade and tough, you know. And I told him, "Man, bro, before I was leaving, picking up my order, my man, bro, you gotta wait, wait, wait. Let's let this plane. You gotta fucking lay off that rap music." (laughs) No, yeah. Oh damn! I actually have a video of Drew having altercation with the guy from Jack in the Box. You remember that one? The guy, the ball-headed Mexican dude. You don't remember about the ketchup? Or you don't remember the sauce? Let's play it, let's well, play it. We, we got a video. Really? Okay. It was with Rafa, you don't remember? Oh, sorry, sorry. How long ago? Uh, it was a, like years yeah, ago? Yeah, I'll, I'll pop it over. We'll, we'll keep talking about Okay, all right, so I, I, okay, so we're talking about the, yeah, definitely there's something in the hip hop that's telling the kids to like just lust over material dumb shit, like money, cars, clothes, hoes. Damn, that rhymes, I should be a fucking rapper. Damn, but rapper. All right, all right, here it is, here it is, here it is. All right. 2018, put, bro. Put it right here oh, next to. Like, put all the volume Damn, up. I had long time. Yeah, bro, this is long. Right, oh, right, dude, right. he looks like Takashi. You're arguing about ketchup? Bro, they're arguing. They're, we were drinking fucking MD20, bro. I was playing with him, bro. No, yeah, but. but. Rafa was pissed. Okay, so let's give a backstory because. Uh, yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> I remember you showing me this, bro. But I just I just hate how that guy acted all tough and renegade and stuff like that, bro. Like, like I, mean, I don't think anybody should do that, bro. Like, everybody should stay in their lane, be neighborly. Be, be a friendly, cool guy, man. Unless somebody threatens your property, your family, yeah. you, then hey, bro, obviously, you know, you gotta pick up the pace, man. But apart from that, I just never liked it. So that guy at McDonald's, bro, that's basically Burger King. What, what he did, bro. It was Burger King. Don't give, uh, uh, don't talk about McDonald's, they can suck my dick. No, but okay, let's get the backstory because to <laughs> me, I think this is a lesson that you should learn to, not, to pick your battles. Why are you arguing with this guy about fucking ketchup? Dude, so I this is the story. Like, I, I was, I, I, let me, let's I tell the story. Right, right. You were smiling. Rafa was pissed yeah. though. Rafa looked. No, no. Like, actually, we were just joking, but the homeboy got pissed about. He, what, yeah, he got pissed if anything because where he okay, was at. Okay, tell the story. Know? Tell the story. Yeah. What do you mean? I mean, the story was basically we were you know drinking and having fun, and then we go to Jack in the Box to get that's some Burger food. King. Oh, so that's Jack in the Box. Jack in the Box. Okay. And I guess old boy was having a bad day. You know, he's working at Jack in the Box, right. probably in mid thirties. Hates his life. Hates his life and shit. <laughs> and and then he wants to argue about ketchup and shit. And he thought he was getting disrespected and shit. So, uh, so how did it happen again, bro? Like <laughs> I don't know, bro. Okay, so this is bro. yeah. So there. So I guess uh, Rafa I wanted more ketchup, <laughs> and and. <laughs> And fast food restaurants do now have this new fucking uh, policy where they don't just give ketchup, you have to ask for it. So they probably only gave y'all two and Rafa was asking for five. And so they got into somewhat of an altercation where uh, Drew was laughing at him. But see, I think this is a lesson that y'all should learn to like pick your battles, just like, don't argue with this dumbass guy. What if this guy's a lunatic and he fucking wants to get in a fight and does something crazy? Like, all right, all right, dude, just give me the ketchup, please. And just leave. Like, 
that's one, one, a book I read about Steph, uh, a book I read by Stefan Verstappen. Fucking, he's a good guy, a strategist who kind of tells you how to fight against the new world order. He has this whole chapter where he talks about pick your battles. Like sometimes you gotta act stupid to like just avoid confrontations and just like don't put yourself in a situation where you would maybe get your ass beat or uh, jumped or something. Like if it, you're arguing about ketchup, like come on. Oh, what about that one Drew when we were at the bar and that little? Uh... <laughs> uh, oh yeah, nah, that's that one. Was yeah, funny. We were having fun. Okay, what was that? Yeah, just, I, you know, we were just debating. It was basically. a debate, and but y'all know that that other guy is losing whenever he attacks you personally. Okay, what's the story? Tell me the story. Because you present him with facts. No, basically. Uh, Get close. I, 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 I mean, I don't remember it like word for word. Oh. Basically, me and him were talking about the Federal Reserve and, and about uh, econ- the economy. Mm. Not necessarily like the economy, but he was saying that uh, I'm an economist. And uh, uh, we were talking about what year the Federal Reserve was formed. So well, that's what was it was. It, it was yeah. the, the debate was, or the altercation was the <laughs> wrong year. <laughs> he thought it was one year and the other, and Drew thought it was this year. So oh, I God. put up on my phone, yeah. 1913, and I'm like, hey, economist. But see, bro. I'm just having fun with you, bro. I'm smiling. Like, I'm just having fun see, with but you, bro. Tease me. So I'm like, hey, economists. So, like, but you know, and then me and we're talking, like, bro, like, okay, if I'm mad, then I'm mad. But if I'm having fun, like, bro, we're just, you know, mad, uh, my homeboys pick on me. Like, we're just having fun calling each other names, bro. Right. It's not like See, I get serious. it. I get it. But at the same time, why are y'all wasting your time arguing where y'all could... Because we're at a bar having a good time. Yeah, entertainment. Like, bro, I was laughing. Me and P were laughing our asses off, bro. Like, like, no one... The guy wasn't upset? The other guy was upset? At first, bro, afterwards, whenever he said... And he looked to his man. Well, he he man, got man, upset when he do said, I gotta, "Do I gotta kill this yeah, guy?" Yeah, yeah, he got like, upset when whoa. he said that. You said that? No, no, the other dude. The other guy said that. One. The other dude. That's when I knew he got mad. Oh, because even yeah. his friends were just. We were all laughing, having a good time. Everybody was laughing and said, "Except the other guy." He was too. taking it seriously. After he said yeah, that, I was like, like "Damn!" What? He what? said, "What?" He said, "I'm not gonna have to kill you." Yeah, I'm not gonna have to kill this guy. Kill this guy. Yeah. Like what the hell? Like. And then and then Drew was like, "Hold on, that's a threat." Yeah, and then I'm like, bro, bro, bro. You threatening me? I'm like, bro, bro, you do know that's some threats, right? Like, bro, you don't say that at a bar. Yeah, You know, obviously, I'm not going to fucking do anything, bro. But, you know, like, one thing that I do know with friends, with acquaintances, people like to have other people around who could could laugh. Go like this, relax it. Oh, shit. Mm. People like to have other people around who no, can laugh and take it. jokes and not be so serious. But people don't want to be around other people who are, like, walking on egg shows. Yeah. This is why Will Smith got attacked, bro. Because <laughs> Will Smith couldn't take a joke. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. My friends, you know, you guys, everybody, Quintus is... No, nah, it's know, not that he couldn't we, take we, a we joke. We fuck with each other a lot, bro. But nobody gets my... Quintus, what did you call me? Nobody does that. Because yeah. then... They'll be like, man, we don't want to be around Andrew anymore. He, he can't fucking take yeah, a joke. Mm-hmm. He's not warm enough. Mm-hmm. He, he will fucking start fighting. He gets all yeah. bitchy. Yeah. Fuck him. Same thing with that guy. Like, bro, I mean, if people want to... This is how guys play. Yeah, true. Know? That's true. That's true. I agree. So, but, I mean, man, bro. Yeah, fuck that guy anyways. All right. What so, it, what'd you call him? What was his last, the last thing you called him? Uh, uh, Joe Dirt. 
<laughs> nah, yeah, you saw like something like Mexican Joe Dirt. No, no, a long haired Joe Dirt. Yeah, because yeah, oh, yeah. his long black hair. And, oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> he, he, he's, he, he's like, uh, okay, okay, whatever, turtleneck. And you be, uh, started laughing. And Bro, then, and then this, there's this, like, this big Tonya girl comes out of nowhere. She's like, holy fuck, y'all are, y'all got big dicks. You guys got big dicks, okay? Calm down now. Initially, bro, I went outside for her, bro, because uh, 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 me and her were like right, right by the jukebox. You and Pete were over there. It was at that dive bar in the Heights. You know, yeah, we were talking, and we were talking and stuff. And you know, and me and her were talking for a little bit. She said, "Hey, well, me and my friends are going to be out uh, with the fire." I'm like, "Okay, okay, I'll go." So our friends, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, some people just like you said can't take a joke, but hmm, that is a weird thing. Some people just don't connect or like. I don't know. Like I said, he got presented with facts, and then that's how you know in a debate oh, yeah. somebody is losing whenever they attack the idea. Mm. No, whenever they attack the, the person. person and not, At and not the idea. Yeah. Okay, so hip hop basically um, in pop culture, yeah, it kind of degrades the mind and just fucking has people pursuing the wrong things. Another thing on this list, kind of, is um, give him no moral formation. And I think this ties with the whole take away God. You have no morality. If you don't have God, you don't have morality. You don't like care about the right and wrong, or doing the right thing, or sticking up for people, for justice. Um, yeah, that kind of ties in with that. That goes without say, being said. No guidance. That kind of goes with the no, with the take away the father. You don't have someone to guide you to to like really talk to you, man. And like, it's sad to to see kids growing up with a without a father or a strong family. Like back in the days. In the 1950s, maybe that was the epitome of society, kind of. I take away all the New World Order stuff. Families were, like, stuck together. Uh, the dad was, I don't know, maybe I'm just seeing the, the, the nostalgia of the time. But I think so many things like that are on this list are systematically being pushed onto society to degrade us into a weakened America and, and uh, systematically take over the world. So that goes again, no guidance without the father, no companionship. That kind of goes with the whole worldwide flu. They kind of disconnected people. People were left alone to their own vices and to their own thoughts, um, not being able to congregate. And it's sad, even here in Texas where, where uh, the flu, the whole worldwide flu has essentially gone away. I drove past this house that had, um, it was somebody's birthday, so they placed it outside on the yard. It says happy birthday, whatever their name was. And that's how you know that's a house that still believes in that and doesn't want people to come and visit. Like, imagine all the kids growing up through this age without companionship, without their, to, to be there with their friends, to see their face, with not having to wear a mask. What do you think about that, Drew? Sounds accurate, bro. Sounds accurate. Okay, next thing. Uh, no responsibility. I kind of tie that with the whole idea of kids are not children in, in this age, in this culture, they don't go through a rites of passage. Yeah. They don't have a, a defining moment in their life where they kind of have to go through some type of struggle, some type of uh, a test to prove themselves, to be like, okay, I am a worthy member of society and I can, I can do something and, and that will benefit myself and the people around me. This is why our parents and our grandparents call the millennial and Generation Z, Snowflake Generation. Oh, yeah? I didn't even know that. That's what they call yeah. it? This is our nicknames. This is Snowflake Generation. People, like the boomers. But people, people who, who, who 
get their feelings hurt real easily, etc. I saw a, a, a little, uh, a tiny video on YouTube. Uh, I think I know what you mean. Made talking by about. somebody, uh, and he said that uh, uh, he was giving advice to women, and he said, "Ladies, mainstream media and its pop culture woke bullshit wants you to pick a knight in shining armor, but the only difference is that guy hasn't been through a battle in his life. Damn. Pick a knight in battle armor because he knows he knows a thing or two about taking a punch. He knows a, a thing or two about going through a battle." He knows a thing or two about going through the troublesome times in life. Right, right. Totally, I agree with that. And yeah, you, it's like there's no real struggle. Everything's so easy. A human can survive in an apartment without leaving their place, ordering stuff online, never even living, leaving the comfort of their home, never meeting struggle, actually having to, to fight or work for something. Like he said, to be in a battle, this whole generation, we haven't yeah. really been in a, in a war where we've been involved, like having to fight and defend our our land because bro of the of the convenience of technology of the artificial second option that it presents hey instead of going out to, to meet somebody in person there's apps where, like you can meet them online and stuff like that i mean you know this is america first world country not many men not many not many of us can make it out in a third world country where Shit's much more scarce. I mean, you know, shit's really, really fucking rough out there. No, we really all we all have the convenience of technology, of things doing things for us. So that mm-hmm. in other countries, man, I mean, it, it's a totally different ballpark. Oh, yeah, and I, I think it was Andrew Tate who said that. You know, this is why lots of wealth, wealthy millionaires here in America, they're fleeing America and going to like other countries to get married because. Because the women are much, much more feminine and submissive over there. Mm. Why? Because they actually know that they got to survive out there. And so that takes a more of a dominant, higher, top-tier guy. Mm. Not just that, but they're more true to themselves, too. Exactly. More true. Traditional. As opposed to over here, here where you have DoorDash, like, fucking, you know, everything being done for you. Well, not just that, but you have, you know, role models like Kim Kardashian, the Kardashians where women look up to them so very much and yeah. uh, Billie Eilish, you know. Only fans. Only, only fans. Everything like, is easy and on easy mode. This is why, you know, uh, you know, some girls could come up and say, strong and independent, strong and independent. But once it comes to a third world country, we're like, hey, man, it takes like, you know, these third world countries aren't first world like America. It really takes survival and spine and the backbone to survive. They'll gladly hide behind the most top tier guy that they can find to survive. But over here, where things are being done for you, hey, fuck it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so totally. Uh, no responsibility. You remove, like, uh, proving yourself. Uh, man, I don't know. It's just so many things. They don't. I remember back in the day in high schools, I think they don't even do it anymore. They would like teach you how to raise an egg or something, like have some type of responsibility over something. In schools, they don't teach any parenting, nothing. They don't teach you anything of sustenance that you really need to be a successful human. So, and here, the last couple things here, it says, give him mood altering drugs. That's also systematically being done. They're putting kids on, they're like telling kids they have ADHD and basically giving them meth they have the opioid crisis. Basically, they're just trying to drug the population to like pacify them, dumbify them, and make them 
zombies in a sense. Well, see, I'm glad my, my parents never took me to the doctor for ADHD because then they could have diagnosed me and put me on drugs. Yeah, yeah. So it's also the parents too, bro. Yeah, yeah. It's also society. It all, it's all like a web that it's yeah, all like... Yeah, talking about. Yeah. I, I wonder if there's some other independent underground doctors who have the same amount of credentials who went through the same rigorous program that mainstream platform doctors have gone through. But I wonder if these doctors give it a different name. That way, if it's given a different name, then, then that could trigger a different type Response. of practice. Mm. Like, okay, instead of giving him meds, why don't we, why don't we help him this way? Hell yeah. Because I, I remember on, on YouTube, I, was, I looked up a video of uh, Jimi Hendrix. It was a song called May, uh, I forgot, but it was a song about, about uh, bipolar disorder, right? Uh, manic depression, something like that. But I was reading all the comments, and this is another way I get, you know, I come up with ideas. A lot of people are awake, waking up now. A lot of people have great comments on there, bro. Yeah. So I love reading comments on YouTube. But one of them was saying is that throughout history, and for example, with that term, before it was called something else, like something much more articulate serious and concise you get straight to the point but now it's called a much more vague term oh words have been dumbed down and yeah. sterilized and then years later it, it becomes a more vague term and yeah. more vague oh i know what you're talking about where it doesn't mean anything anymore yeah like for example obese fat now that's called fat shaming uh no no uh, um. that now now that's called plus size model oh, yeah. now that's called oh don't worry girl you, you just have more curves mm -hmm. Now that's called body positivity, or just big, round, and and you know just big boned. And here's big another boned. one that, that another words that I think I know what you're talking about. They, back that's in the day, when bro. people went to war and they had uh, they had shell shock because they were shocked and they because they were in war. Yeah. And now the war has has been morphed into PTSD. Right. PTSD doesn't mean anything. Oh, he has PTSD. But then if you were to say he has shell shock, you'd be like, oh shit, what is shell shock? It's, it's a much more concrete word that makes you think like, oh. Shell shock. Why does he have shell shock? Because he was in war. He saw some fucked up shit. But if you say he has PTSD, you just think of him as a crazy guy. And so therefore, give him meds instead of treating that programming, right. that that subconscious thing that he went a different through, approach, a different practice, bro. It, 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 it's just like with with therapists who like hypnotize their patients, right? Okay, uh, this is the way you're acting. Okay, so what happened to you? What happened to you? Oh. So what happened to you while growing up? Mm -hmm. you, you see how they get to the root of the yeah, problem? Yep. So with, with our men and women who, who, who go out there, you know, who serve, we got to understand what happened to them mm -hmm. instead of giving them meds. Right. Because if we call it PTSD, give them meds. But if we call it what sure you said, shock. the original term, there's a different way. to. Tr this is why words trigger different thought patterns, different circuits. It's, it's George, word magic. George Orwell, a lot of other people talk about this, how, how they'll start Everyone. taking away words. Come on. What? How, how they'll start taking away words from dictionaries and stuff like that. Also, they're doing that right now. There's vague examples. You know, vague examples of that happening, man. But Yeah, see, that just goes to show you the power the words have and how they've dumb, dumb, dumbified yeah, the language. Yeah, like it. Okay, so, yeah, giving mal mal mood-altering drugs, which fucks up a whole population. And the last thing here is isolate him, which kind of goes with the uh, take the father away and take God away. If you feel alone, 
that that really fucks with people to to uh man let me tell you a quick story when the oil spill happened here bp in 2010 they had a big ass oil spill where they spilled like i forget how many fucking tons i mean how many gallons of fucking oil but it ruined the whole gulf coast so from texas louisiana alabama mississippi florida i traveled through all those states i was out working um um, I got a job. It was a pretty good job. We went out, and I was kind of helping manage the people cleaning up the beaches and picking up all that oil. Because when it lands on the beach, it kind of looks like um, like tamarindo. It's a Mexican candy. It kind of looks like that, and people had to scoop it up and throw it away. But that, that shit, I don't think it got 100% cleaned up. I'm for sure. Yeah, how, how long? How many years did you do that for? I had like six months. Oh, okay. But so this is what I'm trying to pertain to. So I was out there working on my own. Like it was just me on my own. And I got isolated because it was just me and the people I worked with. I didn't really know anyone. And I kept, I worked through all those states. I, I would move, we would work in one state, then go to the next and go to the next. And it was pretty, it was a great experience because I was on boats, I was working on boats. And, uh, but it, it was very lonely, it was very like uh, isolating. And I remember one time in particular, I, was, I went to go wash my clothes and I was at a washeteria. And I was just thinking, because I had just moved to the new state, I had moved to uh, Florida. And I had just arrived, I, I set up my hotel, I grabbed my clothes, I was gonna go wash. And I went to this washeteria to wash. And I remember just watching the clothes dry, like tumble, and it was kind of like a movie. I kind of like had this moment where I was thinking like, damn, I don't know anyone around me for hundreds of miles. Like the last person that I know is, the last people that I've known are in Texas right now. They're chilling there and I'm over here hundreds of miles away alone, like literally no connection to anyone. But then I kind of, at that point, I was sort of an atheist, but I kind of, in my head, I kind of remember, but, you know, God's still there. And it was kind of corny. I kind of, like, smirked at myself, but it's like, imagine someone in that situation who didn't have God, like, t totally isolated, to feel totally alone. Like, add all these things that we just talked about, take away the Father, take away God, uh, sit him in front of the TV, feed him porn, mindless social media, all these things, um, no companionship, and isolate him, like, Imagine all that in one person, one kid, how, how fucked up they are in the head to, like, you, one asks themselves, who would go and kill children? Who would shoot kids? And, like, this is, the list, this kind of breaks it down. Like, how many kids out there have this list that they can, they can kind of, like, check these boxes off? How many kids don't have fathers, don't know God, don't, like, all this shit? And it's like... And I think that's... Uh that's an inevitable consequence whenever you, you take people, whenever you steal people away from their biology, from who they are and their innate nature as humans. As humans, we're all, we all want to connect with somebody. We all have this, these needs that drive human biology and taking away those needs and, and calling it um, like just giving it a negative connotation. No, I'm giving it. Giving it a negative connotation is and and deceiving humans, deceiving us into not accept that biological part about us and to instead adapt a new doctrine, a new way of life. That's why people go insane. You know, like no contact, no social distancing, everything like that. Right. We're all made to, to connect with people. So, of course, people would go depressed. You know, um, uh, uh, a feminism, if, 
if, you know, feminists, this whole movement, if they encourage women to just seek money, go work, and be a boss babe, and this and that, well, women's innate nature has always been love, family, children. But if you take that away from them, no, no wonder why uh, a late, uh, late demographic study said that the most the most depressed people on earth are women, uh, ladies in their 40s, Damn. not married, no kids, who make over 100K a year. They don't have kids, family, because women's nature is love, emotion, family, feeling loved by a man, kids, nurturing Damn. them. That's, that's women's biology that isn't evil, but according to feminism, you shouldn't want that. And then so women, uh, a lot of girls, they spend their primal, fertile years in the early 20s never their most fertile most wanted most attractive they spend those years working and working and working and they wonder why in their 30s you know they're 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 having a hard time selecting the mate or settling down or getting married you know whenever what almost 50 percent of their eggs are gone but that's just what happens you 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 take away feminine nature from women and then you take away masculine nature for men by calling it to toxic masculinity, uh, mansplaining things. Whenever, whenever there's a drive in men to, to look out for other men and you know explain things to you, look out for you, give an order or a command or looking out for women or manspreading. Uh, I think this is a thing where like you know if men are spreading their legs, sitting down the way most guys do, that's like fucking gross to like some feminists. Really, they say that. Uh, yeah, there's a thing called mansplaining. Uh, does it mean? Manspreading. Oh, manspreading? Basically, no, basically no. you know, uh, just sitting down. I mean, just, you know, if you, if you indoctrinate young boys by telling them, like, hey, you know, being be masculine or whatever, that's not right, whatever that's, that's in men's nature, of course, they're going to grow up fucked up because you're telling them to step away from their true nature. Of course, we'll all get depressed if we're just on TV, technology, on social media, because this isn't human contact. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Of course, we'll all grow up a little bit fucked in the head or have some bodily problems if we're consuming foods that, that aren't naturally conducive to our environment mm -hmm, or to mm -hmm. natural plants, natural foods. Organic. But that are processed. True. Of course, there'll be problems right. because we're not staying true to our roots. To, to what we were designed yeah, for. Because, because we were made from dirt. So th this is where the answer lies in dirt. But whenever you kind of chemically process it and if you mold it, Fuck modify it. it, of course you'll, you know, instead of growing up straight like this, you'll end up growing a little bit like this. And just Crooked. Many, many different ways. And then you wonder why people are being depressed because... You're, you're taking them away from their nature. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That, and that's kind of what we're all, at the end of the day, this is what has all been systematically done to take people away from that type of positive, good thing. So we, we talked about all this, this negative list. Okay, and I like to end the show with positive stuff. So what do we do to fucking change this and to help kids not be shooters? Just reverse this list. Let's twist it upside down and say, okay, start with the boy. Make sure he has a father. Make sure there's a strong family unit. Or a father figure. Yeah, a father figure. Someone that they can rely and, like, look up to. And, like, yeah, a father that, figure. That's why a lot of men become gang members, you know. Mm -hmm. they, 
these older men, you know, take care of them. And they yeah. see them as a father figure, and then they're like, all right, well, this is my family now. So now I'm going to become a gang member and, you know, be a part of this group. Probably that, too, and I think it's something to prove out there to somebody. Yeah. Something to prove. Right. You know, I, I think that's why a lot of a lot of people, a lot of us, begin to, like, pointless fights because there's something to prove. Right. You know, we feel that there's something to prove, like an ego battle. I think it starts with us too, like like even even if we're not the father, but 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 we see a kid, if we have time, you know, or make time, but we see a kid walking along the street, hey, we're very parents, or hey, we want to throw that football around for like five minutes, but all all of this is systematically done. I mean, this is why men are walking away from marriage because of the way that the system is it's all set up, you know, like it's all skewed towards, you know leaving men out of the family unit. So this is why men aren't, they don't want to have children anymore, they don't want to get married because, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, I mean. Yeah, I definitely don't want kids or marriage. Yeah, with those with those statistics, bro, it's kind of risky out there, man. Yeah. And, and, and with just not, not a lot of us succumbing to being, like, to being traditional or, you know, or, you know, conservative, but instead of this younger generation adhering to, like, progressive ideas and liberal doctrine, those ideas don't have any firm root. They don't have any soil. I mean, they don't have any results. If we're going to adapt to something, then then there has to be results. But throughout history, I mean, there's... Humanity is dissolving, not evolving because we're adhering to progressive ideas and these ideas are all being sponsored by the banks. Yep. Liberal ideas that just swirl with the emotions, you know, they're just based off of what you feel. I agree. Okay, so make sure there's a strong, we're just flipping the list. This is how I'm saying, bringing the positive out of this. So make sure he has a father and a strong mom and a strong family. And it says, so what's the opposite of taking away God? Make sure that God is in people's lives. Put See, I would say put prayer in school. Give every kid five minutes to like pray to whoever they want. And this will get the other kids to question, like, wait, what are they doing? Why are they doing that? And get them to look into it. And see, I don't want to fight about religions, which, which God is the right God. I don't know. But to have some type of reverence and to acknowledge that there is a creator and that there is purpose and meaning to all of this, that's going to make a big difference in people's lives. What's the other thing? Um, let him sit in front of the screen all day. What about turning off the screens? Letting kids like really experience the world that we grew up in. Me and you Put in the nineties. Sports, do something. You know, yeah. be active. Yeah, do stuff. Yeah. Okay. The next thing would be is uh, the feed and porn. Take away the porn. Like, porn's fun and all, but like literally, it's fucking. It it, it drains your body, physically. You're draining your um, dopamine Mentally. and your serotonin and your cum. You're letting it go, and you want to keep that in. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Don't don't jerk off. Yeah. I actually go fuck a woman with a condom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a statistic. I don't know if y'all know, but this generation is the le- generation that has least fucking. Like the '70s, people were fucking more back then. Now yeah, kids, they're probably tripping more and you know fucking just being organic, D- dating and fucking other people. Like their oh. their numbers were higher. Yeah, I, I, I fucking believe. Well, there probably uh, wasn't porn back then, right? I know. I read no, there was, but it was magazines and shit, maybe. That. Uh, I know I read somewhere that, um, yeah, I know I read that that next generation, um, lots of young men between the ages of, of 18 and 
things like 25, 26 aren't, aren't having sex. They're, they're virgins. And, and uh, a, lot of, a lot of young adult males aren't having sex. Yeah. And that there's more male virgins than female virgins. Damn. So who's fucking? The, more girls are fucking each other, huh? No, well, yeah. So, that doesn't so, work so, out. The so math. In other words, basically, the, the I mean, there's definitely more guy. girls that are uh, bisexual now yeah. than there used to be. But, but supposedly, what's happening right now is this whole concept of the whole 80 20 rule that, that the fit, top 10, 15% of the men out there are, are all fucking majority of the women. Oh, nice. Because there were tender experiments done and where, where women think 90% of men are, are not attractive. There, there, there are a lot of ten experiments done where, like, you know, it's harder uh, for a man to get laid. Yeah, like basically, you know, you you, you sign up as a woman. Or do what Rafa does, get them drunk enough. Oh, no, no, you, you sign up that. as a woman, and they sign up as a man, and then and then differentiate, you know, the profiles and you know who, who gets yeah the statistics most and all that shit. Yeah, yeah, it was easier for a woman. So okay, what would be the next thing? Uh, mindless social media content. Change it, like. I don't, I'm sure y'all know that it's been uh, the algorithms are made to get you upset. They give you stuff on the internet to make you upset and get you to argue with people online like Drew. And I kind of do too. That's what engages more traffic. They realize that people getting them angry and upset keeps them more engaged in social media. So take that away or limit it or make sure it's only positive good stuff. Uh, the next thing would be the video games. Why don't they make video games where you like how to help people survive and like really figure out shit. I'm sure there maybe well, there's, there are. There's Minecraft where, you know, you can build like an architecture, you know, there's people mm-hmm. that have gotten. Uh, Make games that teach people shit, okay? Uh, what else would it be? Uh, hip hop, bring back the old hip hop where it was positive and it was talking about, like Tupac would always say, changes, you gotta change the way you eat, how you treat each other, like be more positive. I think there was something, I seen a billboard of positive hip hop I need to look it up and uh, give the link because supposedly it was woke media that was helping wake people up. But if it's a billboard on the freeway, maybe I'm worried that it's probably propaganda. Okay, the next thing would be um, give him moral formation. Make sure he knows morals, what's right and wrong. Um, Give him guidance. Make sure he has companionship and responsibility. Give him responsibility. Give kids things that they have to do and master and learn. Uh, don't give him mood-altering drugs. Instead, like teach people how to be more with nature and like connect with nature. Meditate. And eat, eat properly. Uh, eat like Drew was saying, organic food. Um, take away the pesticides. Um, give him things that are gonna help their mind. And don't isolate him. Include family. Make gatherings and community a must. Like um, in schools, they should be teaching all of this stuff. But anyways, that's pretty good, guys. We're going on two hours. Um, two hours. Uh, there was a pretty good talk, um, a lot of interesting things. So I'm thinking I'm gonna name this one "What Makes a Shooter," and then because this was basically the list we gave, and then how to reverse it. And another thing we didn't talk about, but me and Chris were talking about earlier, is cold showers. That's another thing that seems like dumb or like it won't do anything, but try it. Fuck with it. I've been doing it, and it it does. It's been creating a change in my mind and my behavior. So when you're taking a shower at the end of the, at the end of the shower turn it to the cold water and try to be in there as long as you can and make yourself uncomfortable and like go through that. Even though it's a mini struggle, people don't have that struggle like we were talking about. They don't have nothing to like really withstand and like prove themselves. See if you can prove yourself that you can be in the cold. Um, 
that's just one thing. It's also beneficial for your body. It's good for you. It releases um, certain enzymes in your body that help you like be healthier. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Any tips y'all want to end with, guys? Anything you want to leave the audience with to like? Drew, Drew's on his. He's he's stuck to social media like we just talked no, about. I, I'm actually reading the benefits. Oh, cold shower. So what else is it saying? So so I heard about it, bro, but uh, but I haven't practiced it. But. Just try it at the end of the shower, even if it's just a second. I know you ain't gonna last. You're not that much like. Uh, Chris, he said he used to do it all the time because in yeah, Mexico. Mexico we said, I mean, they didn't have hot water, you know. You had to. And after a while, it really does start right? feeling good. You, you feel like just more alive. Regenerated. Yeah, it's just, it's amazing. You and really see, that's why the people in the third world countries are, like we were talking about, they're more stronger. They could survive easier. If the power went out here, oh yeah, oh, oh, people man. would be fucked here. Uh, yeah. so, so it increases endorphins, depression effects, at least 10% of American adults, according to the Centers of Disease Shooter. Control. And prevention. Many drugs treat depression depending on the severity or duration of symptoms. One holistic method of treatment that's gaining popularity is hydrotherapy, taking a cold shower for up to five minutes, two to three times per week, was shown to help relieve symptoms of depression in a clinical trial. Yeah, it's so it's now, been proven. So y'all y'all should look in y'all, y'all looked into Wim Hof? No. The Iceman, we should do an episode on him because he's like, he, yeah, he teaches people, normal people, how to go into ice baths and, and like go hiking in mountains with just underwear on. So oh, it's a power he said anyone can learn. And like, it, just try it. Do it fucking after you shower. Just see how long you can withstand. And you'll see how you your time grows. Like at first, you'll only be able to withstand maybe a couple seconds. Yeah. But after a time, you'll be like, okay, there's a shock. And you learn how to overcome it. You take deep breaths. You normalize your body. And you say, okay, I'm going to do this. And it becomes normal. All right, so that was a good talk, guys. We didn't get to the other things I kind of wrote down, but fuck it, it was just an improv. Um, tomorrow we're going to do an episode on CERN. Drew knows more about that, supposedly. We'll see. CERN, yeah, yeah. So I've got some things written down, bro. Okay, we'll uh, talk about that tomorrow. Tomorrow, 2 p.m., right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to talk to my homegirl, uh, Odyssey. She's in London. Uh, she's the one who I made the uh, podcast about. She says she makes music videos. And she actually got in touch with this artist that wanted to record at a satanic church and do a satanic dance. And she was like, what the fuck? Hell no, I'm not doing this. I'm out. So we're going to talk with her and see what's up with CERN and how it deals with quantum physics and all that shit. So thank you guys for listening. Um, Know yourself, improve yourself, find the others, and then you'll know what to do. Um, I was Like I said, I was going to have this guy earlier and talk about Tartaria. And I wanted to end with this song that reminds me of like ancient cultures, but I'll save it for next time. I'm going to just end it with this song. It's called The Grand Deception by Kay Reno. All right, so peace. we move forward anytime you come closer to something your vision should get clearer am i right you are a tool in the hidden hand is using you please don't be
delusional The rulers of this world practice confusing yeah. The people and the priests and the imams Have been jammed by government scams Mind systematically programmed Blatant black hatred and racism The way they lace the whole world and nation With traces of Satanism This place is a pagan prison The founding fathers enslaving intentions Were no different than Bush's and Reagan's vision 1776 it took action This Illuminati took form and was spawned from a Colombian faction Just flip your one dollar bill over And if you want me to expose the true code of deception I will show you We live in a designed wicked system The number 13 is consistent in Masonic symbolism It represents transformation 12 completes a cycle So 13 is rebirth and regeneration The meanings of the symbol are strategically hid On the left side you see a 13 layered pyramid Over that sister all seeing eye where the light shines a sign of the devil watching over you at all times With the words Anawit Coeptus 13 letters meaning he has favored our undertakings Will you accept this? Or will you learn the science and ignore them? Under the pyramid you see Novus Ordo Seclorum Translated New Order of the World Or the New World Order Authors and Satanic Fathers of Mass Slaughter The eagle that you see on the right Sits below 13 stars with a shield that has 13 stripes And an olive branch in his claws with 13 leaps Which is supposed to be in his talent to represent peace But peace was always on a decrease His other claw holds 13 arrows of war Set to be released And the letters at the bottom of the pyramid are fixed With the Roman numerals that equal 1776 The United States of America exists In a deep devilish abyss with truth and paganism mixed Every president that ever lived was foul They gather at Bohemian Grove where they bow down before the owl See the owl is wise and sees through the darkness of night And there's a small one on the dollar near the one on the top right It ain't hard to understand this government was never for us The eagle was based off of the Egyptian hawk Horus Thirteen colonies who went to wicked sovereignty And made no apology for the obvious idolatry Subconsciously we followed the ways of the beast And paid homage to pagan gods when we say days of the week Like Sunday they worship the sun Monday is moon day Tia the god of war was worshipped on Tuesday Odin the chief goddess who Wednesday is named for Thursday is Thor's day God of thunder the mighty Thor Friday was named after Frigga Notice the pattern Saturday is the Roman god of agriculture Saturn Frigga was the goddess of love The wife of Odin The polytheistic theology needed to code The rituals like trips across the sand as man takes The skull and bones fraternity The secret handshakes But understand He receives only 33 degrees He secretly believes in Lucifer And other deities Many powerful and rich people are controlled by these They even hold the soul of several of your favorite MCs Politicians telling lies Tongues riddled with thorns And use hand gestures shaped in the form of devil horns You don't feel this any harm Cause you don't know what it entails Satan tampers with stem cells And sprays chemtrails The so-called holidays are hypocrisy Established to use religious doctrines To commit annual robbery Christmas split in half as Christ's mass The so-called birth of Jesus Where every home has glowing lights cast Christ the anointed one mass The birth celebration But Jesus' birth was kept secret Due to the situation the king initiated a death block Cause the messiah was prophesied to rule So Jesus' murder was authorized No one knows the actual date That's why sometimes you see Xmas X means unknown but ignorance affects us A fraud that was purposely flawed December 25th, the birthday of the wicked ruler Nimrod This whole disguise is part of Satan's universal rise 
lies. A holy prophet's life being pimped and commercialized. Traditions like lights on trees. Who would end the Nicene Council in 325 AD? By Constantine, these matters were decreed. The concept of a virgin birth was actually conceived and then agreed with graven images in the temple. The fish on your cars called Onus, a Babylonian symbol, is visibly contradictory. Telling your children lies, you need to make them study Santa Claus and sick history. But yet we go wherever Satan leads us. The falsehoods we practice in his name ain't got nothing to do with Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peace. Peace and love.